G'day champs, Benson here, just giving you a language warning on this one. There's a fair few uh, expletives in this cast, and I couldn't be bothered going through and bleeping them all. I covered a few magically with editing, but just apologising now in case, yeah, Granny's listening and she doesn't like swear words. Enjoy. Yeah, direct misfire, aiming up hits. Some spoon and seliger in the mix. Follow along, stay up to date. Comment, like, subscribe today. Hello, champs, and welcome to the first direct misfire missive for 2020. Joining me, as always, is Hugh. Hey, hombres. As well as special guests, Andrew. What's up, nerds? And Viv. Hi. As we record live from Canberra, 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 on the eve of the Clash of Kings Australia 2020 tournament. Now, this episode is going to be a bit rough and raw, but hopefully it doesn't sound too bad. It's just a bit of a different setup. Indeed, we've brought our uh, sound equipment in transit, and hopefully it works as best it can. And we are indeed recording from Cambwa. Cambwa? The most famous city in Australia, apart from Sydney, Melbourne, Perth, and Brisbane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't forget Darwin. <laughs> oh, yeah, and of course Darwin. <laughs> the pearl of the desert. <laughs> so... Clash of Kings, how are we all feeling about tomorrow's tournament? Can't fucking wait! Yeah, pumped. Feeling good about your lists? I'm going to decimate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hoping that Viv comes low down the field. <laughs> so and We'll reveal why in due course, I suppose. Uh, long-time listeners may remember Viv has appeared on one previous episode, I think on our Undead Army review. Yeah, so early in second edition, Viv played like one game of Kings of War. Three, he claims. Now, uh, so this is years ago now, and he did. For some reason, we allowed him on the episode. Then, so now yeah, that I was he's regretting two it. more games. <laughs> he seems to be coming back, but he's had a long break. Um, anyway, I'll let you explain that, Viv. How did how did that? How's your Kings Award journey, such as it is, gone so far? Honestly, too soon to say. I've taken a long hiatus from rank and flank games, but after one drunken night at Hugh's house, they convinced me to sign up. And you know, short of paying six hundred dollars for a flight to Canberra. That would have been cancelled anyway because there was a fire yesterday. Um, a good move. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And one awesome road trip later, I'm here and I'm honestly looking forward to just roll some dice again. It's been four years. Now, yeah, that's, well, welcome back. Welcome back to the ranks and the flanks, man. Like, there, uh, there is a bet now, isn't there, about his position because he's quite confident. Indeed. So Viv being Viv, uh, we, we were getting drunk once a few weeks ago. Saying goodbye to Dave. Uh, mm. Listeners may remember Dave from other podcasts that we're affiliated with, although I don't think he's ever been on this one. No. Um, but that's okay. Good old Dave of War was hoosting off to England, where he's now living uh, permanently, or at least for the foreseeable future. So seeing Dave off, we're having a few beers, we're on the lash, whatever else. Viv says to me, I'm going to do so well at King Kong. <laughs> and I'm like, bullshit you are. You've had one game of Kings of War. We'd only had one earlier that week. Since then, he's played Andrew once. So he's had two whole practice games to learn third edition. Now, I'll canvas this before we get to the bet itself that, that ensued shortly thereafter in saying that Viv is actually a natural war gamer. When he says he's had a lot of years off from ranks and flank games, he has been playing other games. He plays a lot yes. of Malifaux. Yeah. He plays other tabletop games, um, still hits up board games and stuff with us lads and stuff all the time. So he's not rusty. He just, you know, new to Kings of played War. Kings of War, really. Mm. And he's, he's basically a newbie in that field. But like, like many war gamers that have a lot of experience elsewhere, he will pick it up quickly and he will do well. And he used to be a pretty good Warhammer player back in the day. I'd say, you know, top 20% or so. 
Twenty percent's an interesting number you've chosen there, Hugh. Indeed. Well, it wasn't <laughs> me that chose it for this bet. So, what happened, Viv? Hugh walks in, and Hugh Humblebrag Evans was like, oh, "Do you know that I'm the third to fifth best player in Australia?" <laughs> third to fifth. <laughs> There's a range. You made up this third to fifth stuff. <laughs> well, no, this is just just how I remember it, right? There was a lot of beer involved. You had eaten a burger. And that was the first time you'd oh ate that day God. and you could tell because you were going a bit right. cross-eyed. I'd been drinking all day and you, you saw me staring into the burger. Um, <laughs> so and I'm like, it's my time to strike. <laughs> but but I, I made him a bet because I'm quite good at long-term planning and without actually knowing how to build a list, my list has been built for me. Or really any of the rules of Kings of War other than my two practice games. I haven't actually read the rule book yet. I was quite confident that I could place in the top 20%. Now, top 20% with, what, 67 players I think we've got? Yeah, we're down to 67. Lost a few recently from this particular event from dropouts and whatever else. Uh, and as we've mentioned earlier next year, we, we, we think we'll have 100 or so mm. easy game. But tickets being what they are, we've ended up with 60-something, which is still going to be the largest Kings of War tournament so in he, Australia this year, I expect. <laughs> and or at least needs, last year. You need to place top 14. Top 14. Oh look, let's let's count how many players there are tomorrow <laughs> and reassess. Let let's not you know set numbers now. So I thought twenty <laughs> percent was a very bold uh, bet, but but also like kind of achievable. If he said top, top ten, I would have shook his hand real hard right then and there. Mm. But I did have to contemplate top twenty percent. What is this worth to me? Uh, I'd love it if he finished like fifteenth. <laughs> <laughs> just shy. yeah, just oh, outside. Too good. Uh, but uh, there's, a, I mean, there's a much stronger likelihood. Let's be honest, that he'll finish thirtieth out of sixty-seven. So I thought, stop twenty percent. It is potentially achievable because Viv's the kind of fucking loose unit that would just pull that out his ass. Five games. There's a lot of good players in Australia, but he could just. Oh, six games. Sorry, I apologise. Six games. Yeah. Fifth so he's got to be consistently solid, but not just solid. Good. He has to be good. Yeah. To get to the top fourteen, you need to be good. You you need to win at least four out of six convincingly, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, five yep. out of six, five out of six will get you in the top fifteen, mm. definitely. I reckon. Mm. But you really need if you've only won four out of six, you better have got some good points in there. Mm. And you know, if you if you're a fifty fifty, what are you going to feel after day one if you're one and two? Ye of little faith. Look, <laughs> when you know, it, if Sean Connery's taught me anything, when you board a submarine, you need to reach optimal cruising depth. And, you know, okay. if that takes me two losses to do it, like, that's absolutely fine. You know, happy with I that. will submerge later. <laughs> okay, say so. And I will submerge into the top 20%. All aboard that submarine. I think well, lucky for you, there's no soft scores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, is there sports in this? No, there's no sports. No, no. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> you are Andrew, you're still fairly fresh, I, I guess. You've, only, you've been to one Clash of Kings before. Last year was your first? Yeah, I think I did a similar thing to Viv where I'd played probably three or four games for last clash of kings um since then i've played a few of the local tournaments in melbourne um i haven't got any better i've been on a pretty mean streak of losses leading up to this so not not confident i would i'm not aiming for top 20 percent. i think top top 40 percent. i was gonna say 50 then but i want to aim high you can do it so top four top 40 percent is my unofficial goal there just hope you don't play me sometime in the event. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> listeners may remember me from from the last CanCon where Hugh... I think... Did you talk about any other games or was it just you ragging on how you'd beaten the person who played four games of Kings of War? That's the only time that you remember because it hurt you and wounded you so deeply. I've... Yes. <laughs> PTSD life. or something. 
So, so I'll, all right, I'll revise that. Top 40% would be nice or I lose all five games except beat Hugh. Okay, that seems like a reasonable goal. Unlikely, the latter. But <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, you, you did beat me on Wednesday a few weeks ago, but then that wasn't a uh, real event. So We didn't mention what the actual bet was, did we? Like, So if you finish in the top 20%, I have to pay for all your drinks for the weekend. So we've capped it at $100 a night after a bit of further debate. Yeah, no, we needed to. Hugh can drink like an Irish dock worker. <laughs> Indeed. And Viv's not far behind me, especially once he gets on the bloody $30 whiskeys. Once he hits the so sauce, yeah. In Top 100 shelf. Australian dollars for international listeners is, by most people's standards, a lot of grog. But, uh, you know, it wouldn't be unusual for us to go out in Canberra and fish out, well, I say us, Viv and I, yep. probably to smash out 200 bucks in a night. Yep. So 100 bucks a night, paying for... Both nights that we're staying in Canberra, both Friday and Saturday. Sunday obviously doesn't count because that would be a bad choice. (laughs) (laughs) So paying for your grog for the weekend if you get in the top 20%. And if you don't get in the top 20%, free drink is for me. (laughs) (laughs) I like these odds. All right. So how about we go through our lists? Andrew, let's go through yours. What are you running? All right. So I'm running Undead, which I believe myself and Eight others. There's nine total undead players. This this can That's con. the most. Uh, yeah, the most highest. Far and away, nine undead, five ooh, goblins, elves, and something else. Um, so yeah, undead are a popular choice. Uh, I haven't. I guess I haven't really seen another list as I've been scrolling through. That's that's too similar. Mm. Certainly a lot of a lot of revenant cav going on. I have a feeling I saw a list with four or five uh, dragon-type units, so that should be fun. Something that we were um, joking about last year that you should be taking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so my list... So I've got two regiments of Revenants, a regiment of Soul Reaver Infantry, uh, two Wraith Troops, a Revenant Cav Regiment, a Soul Reaver Cav Regiment, a Horde of Whites... Morgoth the Faceless, a Necromancer, and a Revenant King on Undead Great Flying Worm. Morgoth no face. Yeah, Mor- Morgoth has been a popular choice recently. <laughs> I'd describe this as what I call a bag of hammers list. So where people talk about having hammer and anvil lists or mm. horde lists or whatever, mm. this is a bag of hammers list. Everything is a hammer with a debatable exception of like, what, Morgoth and the, necro- and the Necromancer who are pretty, you know... Good in their own way as well. They're the ones that yeah. are throwing well, the hammer. Uh, the after the <laughs> yeah, they're throwing the hammers. After two whole games of Kings of War, like I feel like I'm an expert when I say the drain life into combat to then heal the unit that you're fighting is a giant punch in the dick. It's good. Yeah, I mean he's definitely considered to be broken by some parts of the community of Mor- uh, Morgoth. I actually he's fine. Don't really believe that. I think he's he's fine. I think he's good in some matchups and some really grindy matchups in particular. He can be really nasty. I actually think he's, in a way, like, even though the heals will give you a lot of value because your units are sort of really hard-hitting and don't necessarily have a super high nerve, so healing them up has a lot of value as compared to healing up skeletons or something, I think he probably works better in more of a grindy list. If you plough through everything and and then your opponent likewise just charges into your unit and kills it so he doesn't have as much uh, ability to heal, then he loses a fair bit of his value. But he's, you know, he's still good. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to use my Revenant Cav and maybe even my Revenant King on the Undead Great Flying Worm 
to to act a little bit as anvils, which maybe I should have just chosen something that's an actual, that an actual anvil, anvil for that. <laughs> oh well, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yes, that that's my list. Did you have a? Do you know plan what I miss about Warhammer here? Just for a second, if you yeah. don't mind me going on a brief tangent. tangent. It's naming your characters. I mean, not everyone did it back in the like you know toward mm. the end of eight. Certainly, things had gotten a little bit too. I don't know. The convention moved away from that. Mm. But at least there was a time when everyone would name their characters. I still did it back mm-hmm. in Warhammer in the day. Revenant King on Great Undead Flying Worm. It's a fucking mouthful, man. <laughs> Can't we call him like, you know, Angry Jeffrey, the the Slayer of Worlds or something? He, that's his name. He's been He's christened. now um, Angry Jeff. Yeah, Angry, <laughs> Angry Jeff. Jeff. Slayer of Worlds. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I have a, a bit of a rough plan here. The, the general strategy here will be the Revenants and Soul Reaver infantry sit in the middle with the... Revenant Cav and probably Whites uh, and Morgoth on one side, Revenant King and Soul Reaver on the other side, Wraiths located to suit. Mm. Um, the plan is reasonably loose and like I said, I haven't had a heap of success with it so far. So we'll see if by the end of the six games, a better plan has developed and... Um, you'll you'll yeah. learn by the end what, what's gone wrong. Yeah, if, if, if nothing done. else, I'll know what not to do. Or I think it's a powerful list. I think it's a good list. Uh, uh, my only concern is that I think that it is, I don't know, quite unforgiving. It doesn't have a lot of those sort of big old hordes with heaps high nerve that can do what they like or cheap-ass regiments to sit on the back lines and just claim objectives and those kind of freebies. Like... Almost everything in your army, you've got to maneuver well. And if you outmaneuver your opponent and outplay them, it's a strong list and you should thump through them and do a good job. But if you make any mistakes, then you you, you might find that uh, you get quite punished for it. Mm. Yes, I, I'd agree. I've definitely found that. I've uh, In the games where I've lost, I've thought there was one or two key mistakes that I've made and then... Mm. I was like, well, do I, you know, I should, I don't really deserve to win if I make a key mistake like that. Um, other lists might some be lists more you forgiving. Some lists make a few key mistakes and still come out with it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but not everyone can if play like Abyssal it. Dwarves, so. But Andrew, I have a real quick question. From a scale from one to 10, how much do you decimate? <laughs> As you know, decimate is one tenth, so only the one. That's an, yeah, nah. <laughs> All right, Viv, keep going. What have you got? What, All are, you right, well, Viv, what are you bringing? Since you're on the decimate wagon, what's what have you brought along? So you said you had your list wrote written for you, but really you uh, yeah, I had written a list uh, just based on what he thought. Mm-hmm. Kind of said he wanted to play something a bit more defensive and shoot, and, and have of course people the come miniatures you had available because he's borrowing the army from. That's you, right. Yeah. And then he had a test game and then we had a bit of a chat and he's made some adjustments. Well, we discussed it and made some adjustments that he wanted to play with for this weekend, which is? Well, I don't know if we want to go through the original list, but... No, we'll just go through what you've got now. What I've ended up with is um, a horde of decimators. Mm -hmm. And Mm. just just to clarify... uh, Abyssal Dwarf Band. Yeah, like I... Four metal albums. On that scale (laughs) of, of decimation... There are 10 Any items ten. on these guys? No mm. <laughs> Items are for pussies Who, uh-huh. who uses items? Me um, Wait till we get to my list I, They're going to be so sparkly With items so, <laughs> so the core of this list Has actually been built for me I didn't pick the majority of the units It was a part of the thing That Ben just kind of I feel like there's Showed some, to me Some backpedaling However Yeah that sounds however, like excuses However <laughs> No 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 He built it. me a good list He wrote you a good list And yeah. then you made it worse No well <laughs> Everybody is telling me That decimators are terrible They but are they're, they're called decimators You know what 
I'm starting to come around to your way of thinking about these decimators. <laughs> I mean, they are decimators. I can't dispute that. No, the, you can't. <laughs> it's in the name. Um, so, so, so you got fir- your decimator horde. Yeah, my, the reason I brought the decimator horde is we played one game and everything in my list just got immediately destroyed immediately. Like yeah, just, because you were playing me and you had all the wrong matchups and I completely destroyed you. Yeah, but that's yeah, because yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, I was nah, teaching nah. like. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to go easy on you, teach you the game. What? <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't yeah, work. Yeah, okay. If that's Did not a humble brag, it's some bad luck and some key me. moments. And For sure. But but you, you deployed poorly. That was the problem with that Oh, no, game. absolutely. But I... That wasn't to, your list that was the problem. In my defense, I didn't know what my stuff did. And I didn't know what it was. No, no, what, it, your first game? Yeah. You, yeah. you I deploying game. poorly is 100% defensible. It was not your fault. If anything, I... It was only after we deployed that I kind of looked at it and realized uh, maybe I could have given Viv some more tips in the deployment area. Because I'm not, I don't know, when I'm thinking about deploying my army, even though I'm teaching the game, yeah. I'm not necessarily thinking, how should my opponent deploy yeah. his army or whatever, you know? So, so that's, that's on me that your deployment was as poor as it was. But not on you at all, because you, you were learning and we learn a lot in that game, including um, what not to do. Yeah, so I... I, I took the big chunky things and I, I ran them into the things with spears. Hang on. And then you have to go through. That didn't end well. But but okay. What, so what so yeah yeah yeah. All right right right. My list my list my list. All so, he's got is just a horde of decimators. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole list. Look, he doesn't. I care. don't need any more. Okay, so you got your decimators. Okay, yeah, I've got decimators. What else you got? <laughs> okay, um, two units of gargoyles mm-hmm. and their troops. Yes. How many That's points do they come in at these days? Eighty-five. There we go. 85 for some good points. Yeah, good so unit. they've been exceptional in both of our games. Yep, always um, will be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just from my fantasy days, chaff's super important. Um, what else you got? Really, good really call, useful. Good call. Um, and then I've got a regiment of Abyssal Halfbreeds. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sold on these. Yes, they're punchy, but also they die immediately. Mm-hmm. So, mm, I, again, that just might be a Kings of War thing. I have hang-ups from fantasy. No, but they're defense 4, 14, um, 16. So yeah, they do die quickly, hit. but they're, they're fast and they hit hard. They can't have everything. <laughs> it can't be like fast hit hard anvils. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, the Lesser Obsidian Golems, I absolutely love. So a horde I think of those? They're phenomenal. Um, you can just kind of put them into situations and you know you're going to lose them, but usually they do enough damage and they draw enough attention so that you can position other things. You say in usually, like, look at this way of talking. He's played two games, well, one of which I went straight through the Obsidian Both of Golems. my games. So in the only game. Okay, in the game that was actually a game <laughs> that wasn't just within turn two, he would killed every unit. And really, their defense six, Fearless 17? No. Yeah, they got flank charged by Soul Reaver Cav, so that's going to go through a lot of <laughs> a lot of things. Yeah, so but they did the damage that killed Jeff. They they did kill Jeff. All right, so you got Golem some matters. lesser golem hordes. Yeah. Horde. Yeah, lesser golem horde. Um, and then I got a horde of abyssal grotesques. Mm-hmm. Um, another really solid punchy unit. Um, I really really like them. Probably one of the biggest mistakes I've made in this list is not giving them plus one to hit. But I just it really wanted points. my list to kind of function in a certain way, so I at least understand how it works. Mm. Having never really play this game good call i was then told that heavy mortars were mandatory and i was given two so yes <laughs> i painted them mortars and based them specially um and then i got a greater obsidian golem look yep. I, I love big griblies and in terms of big griblies this one griblies real good it it ignores all the rules it has strider That's so for someone who doesn't understand the rules who, it's really good you don't know my greater um, obsidian golem his name is bubba bubba okay <laughs> And, and crushing strength three with vicious also means that I can just ignore most rules when it comes to rolling dice. And like against I, defense six, fearless. I, I, I hit you and then I wound you. 
Yes. Mm. Mm. Um, I've then got a Abyssal Half-Breed champion um, who was originally Barack Obama. I don't remember his original Bracky. name. Bracky Barker. Yeah, that one. Mm. Um, and his Bracky was good, but too many points. And I, I wanted to squeeze this particular unit in. The Supreme Ironcaster on Great Winged Half-Breed. So he, ne- he needs a nickname. He, yeah. he, he, uh, if, he can be Florence. Yeah, Florence. <laughs> Florence. Riding the machine. Sure. Florence, Florence riding, riding the machine. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, fair enough. Um, so originally I had an Overlord, I think they're called, Overmaster. Uh, had an Overmaster with wings. Yeah, Overmaster with wings. And that was good, but essentially in every game I'm only going to use that guy as Chaff. And he's really expensive for Chaff. So... I also had a Ironcaster. Yep, just a baby Ironcaster with the Surge. The Surge was good, but again, because I'm shit at this game, I don't have the positioning skills yet or the kind of just game oversight for me to use something that has low mobility and have it in the positions that I need it. Mm. So putting mm. him on a giant flappy bird, the great winged half-breed, mm-hmm. means that I can kind of fill up my mistakes by flying him to where he's needed and mm-hmm. then I can cast the surge. And I think that's really important for a new player is redundancy. Only problem, list. of course, is that you need to be facing your unit when you're on a large monster as opposed to an individual in order to <laughs> yeah. cast the surge. So if you're facing your unit to cast the surge, you may not be facing another unit. So yep. he'll be useful. I was about to give you a tip. He'll be useful in the <laughs> centre of your army looking forwards. We've got to remember about That's that. That's not point. how I'm going to use him, but thanks for the advice. Uh, <laughs> um, so at the moment he has Fireball... 12. 12 and Surge 8. So I paid And he's vicious the, with that Fireball as well. Yeah, paid for the Surge. Um, and in the one game that I played with him, he was phenomenal. I know that... He has gotten a boost since version 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which well, I, I he, don't know that. The, so the caster version, I've seen the uh, fighty version a few times. Yep. And he's like nasty, like every dragon lord ever. But I, the caster version on the great flying half-breeded creature of doom or whatever, uh, and the the horde of decimators are the two units. Everything else seems standard. You know, I got you've another got unit of goggles. Nasty abyssal dwarves, two mortars because um, they're nasty as hell these days. You uh, this and that. You a couple of gargoyles. All of that seems like what I would call. You know, fairly staples of the of the Abyssal Dwarf list, which is a very strong list in general, as it's well known. But uh, what those are the two units that I'm interested in that are a little bit of a question mark. But, and I do say this in all honesty, Viv is much better than me at finding, on first glance at a game, finding some units that are like the hidden filth. <laughs> so maybe Diamonds you know in the rough. something that no one else knows. I wouldn't be that surprised, even after only two games. In my second game, I didn't know what what's that thing that happens when you're waited? disordered. Yeah, disordered. So, yeah, that's a thing, and you've got to watch out for it. <laughs> it's, it's not like I, it's, it's, it's a basic thing. Yeah, it's yeah. not like either of those units are bad. It's just that the Abyssal Dwarf has so many good options. Yeah, like like a lot of armies. A lot of armies are like that. It's like oh, this, this nothing unit is, is rubbish. In ten the points too expensive as compared to its counterparts. So it never gets taken. It's yeah. that kind of thing. It doesn't mean that the unit's bad. You know the only I mean? thing I think would, I would question is probably the Hex caster because Hex is rubbish. Yeah, Hex is completely shit house. And in fact, it's, Super I can confirm from recent tournament that uh, Benson and I attended. Uh, wait, did you attend that one? Yeah, yeah. The mic, yeah. We mic went together. Yep, that mic one. Yep. And you went as well, right, uh, Andrew? Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Are you going to launch um, into a story about how you beat me at that? Or? <laughs> oh, no, I was going to avoid that, actually. But you, thanks for bringing it up. 
Did you guys play in that one? Yeah, yeah we, we did. Oh, okay. I, I believe you hexed me in that one. I did hex you. Didn't do much. The gist of the it. tournament is the point is both I, you and I did okay. The only bit that matters <laughs> in that, about that tournament is that I took he- two hexes. I took hex on my specifically for this tournament. Yeah, for this tournament to try it out. I took a hex on the warlock. And also took a hex on some other guy, the hex star. I told you it was rubbish. And you're right. It was absolutely garbage. It was good in one game. That game was a game that it was good in because I stuffed up. You get 18 turns out of three games and it was useful in one. It was only reason it was useful is because I used it on a what I later found out to be wizard zero unit, level zero unit. <laughs> yeah, so it wouldn't have worked. Because yeah. it was a wizard on a celestial thing. Spellcaster tier zero. And and I, I said, is that a wizard? Mm. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, it's a wizard. So I'm thinking it's a wizard on a mount. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, sweet, I'm a hex that motherfucker. And then he did a spell and did a bit of damage to him and then I later killed it. So I was like, yeah, rat, hex totally worked. No, it was spellcaster tier zero. It I should have found out. So it shouldn't have worked. So the one time it was good... It was illegal. (laughs) It's only good on tier zero units. Anyway, we can spill on this later. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's my rant. So what does Hex do? Hex is whenever... So you cast it on a spellcaster. Doesn't matter. No one's going to take it. On a spellcaster. It has to have a spellcaster tier, which most units are not. So basically, wizards that you take as a wizard have a spellcaster tier. Usually they're tier one or two or whatever. But units that can do spells, for the most part... So usually they're, you know, uh, special units that are, you know, zero to one or more commonly they're like a regiment of ice golems or what have you. Or you drag them with your fireball or, or whatever. Drag them with fireball, if it, those kinds of things. They're tier zero. And hex specifically doesn't work on tier zero units. So a hex is supposed to, when they you hit a spellcaster, yeah. whenever they ca- successfully cast a spell, every success they take two damage. So surge eight... You roll, I got six for my surge. Great, now that cast has taken 12 damage. Yeah. Holy shit. So it's fantastic. It's fantastic with... Oh my. So in theory, see that sounds great, but being able to hit someone... And sometimes you'll play armies which have Bane Chant 2 and Bane Chant 3. And and it's like, what's the point? It's like, why even bother? It's main. You'd think it would be mainly good against undead and stuff because you want spells that have a lot of dice to roll. So something mm. like Surge is a great example because Surges often have numbers of like 6, 8, 10, whatever else. But the problem is they just either they cast Heal on two dice or something or they don't cast or you don't hit them and the Hex doesn't work or there's a million other yeah, hoops so to jump through and it's just you, not You try good. to manoeuvre to get to a position to cast Hex on it. I mean, it's got 30 inch range, great, but you need that line of sight as well. And then they have to cast a spell, which often it's like, nah. I'm just not going to cast Bane Chant. So, so you, what, what it more often than not does is if you get it in the ideal circumstance, they just go, it's not worth the risk, I won't cast a spell. So in that way, it's, you know, that's, that's cool, right? Yeah, you're trying but you've to foregone that, your spell. Yeah. That's the yeah. best case scenario. <laughs> and you've foregone your spellcaster's spell to stop their spellcaster's spell. So you better hope that your spellcaster is a cheap-ass bag of dick spellcaster and there's a good one. When we get to it's, my list, I'll show like you. It's like an anti-Morgoth text. <laughs> I feel like it's only good against no Morgoth. Faceless. yeah. It's like yeah. anti-Morgoth. Anyway, yeah. we've been through two lists. This 20-minute preamble has gone 30. for 30 minutes already. <laughs> I think it's time to move on, don't you? Yeah, it sounds good. I'll go on with mine because of all the items. So I'm playing goblins again, uh, taking a bit of a different list to last time because of all the new units. And... Looking at the other goblin lists in Clash of Kings, it seems like it's going to be the most fun to play against 
because everything else seems to have hordes of trolls and mincer troops to the wazoo. Uh, <laughs> so I have two Luggett Gang regiments. I've also got a rabble horde, and I've given them the Dragon Shard shield. It's figured for one turn I can sit on an objective, make them defense six. I've also taken a Fleabag Rider horde with Pathfinder, because I keep finding that the <laughs> regiment, it does okay, but just doesn't do enough. 12-14 nerve, defense four... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With only 14 attacks So Sounds I get familiar. get one sort of slap But with the horde I get 28 attacks <laughs> So hopefully I can do something with that mm-hmm. I have the potion comes bolted on no doubt. Yeah because of how wide it is mm-hmm. uh, I've also just taken a more beast pack regiment They're sort of my chaff But they're also not rubbish I've given them staying stone So it just makes their nerve 13-14 Just to make sure they don't waver uh, I've also got two mincer mob regiments I've given one of them the brew of strength To make them crushing two thunder one and then the other one I've given plus one to hit. Can you do me a favour? Yeah. If that unit mm-hmm. that has the staying stone mm-hmm. does not waver on account of the staying stone, can you just put like a little Elders market next to it or something? It. Yeah. Because I'd love to know if... Because, I mean... I mean, it's five think, points. I, I know it's five points and I have nothing wrong with the item. I think the item's actually useful item, mm. you know, five points, whatever, no dramas. But I really want to know if it happens. Because mm. if it happens, say, two times in the tournament... Sweet five points, that's, right? That's it. It's paid for itself. Once, like, yeah. meh. <laughs> still not bad, probably. Even <laughs> once over six points, games. Yeah. Over six games, though. The other five. So that's kind of 30 points I'm, in a way. I'm just <laughs> the trying, other five to, games didn't do anything. trying to reduce the risk of it doing nothing. Because they're nimble, they can get out of the yeah. way. Oh, and not, if they're I'm, staying there, then... Not arguing with the choice. Yeah. Just really interested to see how it if goes it works for, the, for the narrative. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I've also taken a more pop launcher so I can give all my dudes some savage little puppies. Not for actual damage. Two Goblin Blasters, because Hugh loves them. And I've also got uh, a smattering of heroes. The Flaggot, he's got a uh, Loot of Insatiable Darkness. Kuzlo and Madfall. Magwa and Ju'us. As well as a Wizard with the Inspiring Talisman. So I've taken both Living Legends and a yeah, couple you, more Inspiring So Kuzlo and Madfall, can you remind us? what? There's one that's the, the Skarsnik guy, right? Like, yeah, which so the Magwa and Ju'us, he's just a... Guess he's kind of like a lord. What juus? Juus, J O apostrophe O S. There's that so it's, gap in between. It's like juice with a pause. Yeah, juus. Like red wine juice. So, so he is seven attacks with crushing two, hitting on threes. Individual duelist, mighty, uh, wild charge D three with speed six. So he's and he's got lightning four as well. So he's a bit of an all rounder, but he's 150 points. Yeah, he's like a vampire mm. that is stuck on foot. And only 14 as well. I don't think he's. Is worth it, but I like. Yeah, the he's figure. a weird unit because, in the right circumstances, he's great. Like, mm. if, if individuals particularly, mm. for some reason, try to attack your backline, uh, like go, get in there, try to he'll kill eat up your anything, little things, yeah. he'll gobble them. I mean, he'll do decent damage to anything. Don't get me wrong, but he'll do awesome against individuals because he's got duelist, right? Mm. So he'll smash individuals. But he's on a what? Is it a forty mil bat? Fifty. Yeah, mil he's bats? on a large cav base. Large calves. So that, 50 by 50. 50. So he's on a 50 mil base, which means he's not a... He's nimble, I assume? Yep. Sorry, I, I, I know you just... Well, he's individual, function. so that comes with Oh, he's individual. Yeah. Oh, he's individual despite yeah. the size of the base. That's right. Okay, cool. So he can That's turn cool. around and snap things. So he's flexible and he's got wild charge as well. So you might get some suckers. D3, yeah. But if someone reads him carefully and goes, yep, individual wild charge, I'm not going to put any of my individuals near him. Then yep. he's not going to get them, is no. he? I mean, like, you know, big old base. <laughs> if he didn't have lightning four, it'd be... What's the point? Um, if I was to optimize this list, I'd put a king mm. on a, a mount. He would be cheaper and probably a bit more useful. But anyway, I've taken him because 
I did. I still like him. He's mm. cool. He's, he might catch some noobs, but I feel like he's a little bit of a he's a bit of a skill cap kind mm. of character. And I think Kuzlo and Madfall again another interesting choice. He's he's a bit special. So this is the guy that allows me to do double dread because he's a wizard riding a lizard, wizard on the liz, and he's got an aura that basically anyone, even myself, is within six, then their nerve is dropped by one. And because it's not not dread or shattering or mm. brutal, it stacks with brutal, which I've got a fair amount of in this army. So mm. I can do a neg two to your nerve. Ooh. So him nearby, getting hit by anything with my brutal, he's got a good chance of getting rid of it. Yeah, I like that. Mm. That's interesting. That's cool. I, yeah. Yeah, I like it. He's, he's a fun little character. And if you use him right, you'd be like, man, I did it. And you know he's got I mean? Hex 3. Hex 3? Guys. Oh, broken. <laughs> that Hex is going off. Have some of that. He must be yeah. like three, 400 points then. 145. Okay. Bargain. He's also got a weird enthrall. Uh, it's only 12 <laughs> inches. So the, t- the lizard goes and slips something with its tongue. Enthrall 5, but that also does damage. It's, I don't think I'm ever going to use it because mm. I can charge his nimbles like Speed 8, Pathfinder nimble. So since we're all naming each other's special characters, mm. uh, maybe your leader should be called King Gizzard. So he's King oh. Gizzard and, and the, the Lizard Wizard. What do you reckon? Yes. yes. My flag it will be King Gizzard. Oh, he's King Gizzard. Yeah. But you can't be the king if you're carrying a because flag. Because, no, he's, he's, no, he's a living legend. He's Kuzlo. Kuzlo is the... He's been renamed. Lizard. He's, he's King Gizzard. Yeah. So he's King Gizzard now. And who's the Lizard King Wizard? King Gizzard's the other guy. The king with, the, with, juice, juice, with his juice box rent. Whoever the Lizard Mugwa. Wizard is, is King Mugwa. Gizzard. <laughs> I'm confused. You'll have to write it down for me. Okay. Anyway, that's my army. <laughs> I don't have a real plan because I'm still kind of painting units as I go and I'm starting to get a bit of a goblin army and I didn't want to take the war machines because people I did buy extra war machines but I didn't want to take them <laughs> just because people freaking out but I think it looks cool I like the look of my yeah, units yeah bit of this bit of that this is yeah. the kind of army I like yeah. you know bit of, bit of everything and what are you bringing with your rats alright rat obviously kin. rats not undead so unlike undead um, the ratkin I hear there's a plague sweeping the country that seems to be specifically affecting Ratkin players They've got a bit of a tummy bug So as a result I think me and only one other bloke Has turned up with Ratkin For this tournament what? Is that all? Is that correct? I, I assume that that's why There's not many Ratkin players Because Otherwise everyone would be playing them right? I mean what do you what, What's you guys excuse? Well Rat- I've Rat- been Rat- painting shortage. yours No Ratkin shortage <laughs> Fair enough Yeah Yeah you have been busy painting mine uh, That said I do want to get some Like a, we said in the uh, The 2019 roundup, I do want to get some Ratkin units So I can make a uh, what is it? Ratkin slaves. Ratkin slaves. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just use mine. It's fine. But then you can't play them. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I took a, uh, a shock troop horde with heavy halberds and another shock troop horde with plague pipes. Now, there's a reason for this, and the biggest reason. Well, a, it's nice to have the flexibility on the table. A bit of this, bit of that. But also, I have a shock troop horde, which are people will remember the old Skaven storm vermin miniatures with their big old heavy halberds. Mm. Uh, so that makes sense for that unit. And I had all these blight floating about because unfortunately in third edition, they axed the blight. So they're not in the for list For now, anymore. they may make a return. Who knows? They may make a return. And I can but just confirm there is only one other Ratkin player. Indeed. Only one other Ratkin player. Uh, probably a really good guy, I assume. Uh, probably a very intelligent individual. <laughs> but <laughs> Because um, of his choices. Yeah, I mean... There's no, yeah, it goes without saying, I suppose. Why am I wasting my breath? Paul Van Eyck. Um, I don't know if you've played him before. Paul Van Eyck, uh, great guy, legend, legend of the game. <laughs> so uh, he is actually, <laughs> pretty, I actually do know who Paul is. Uh, anyway, heavy halberds and the plague pot. So 
This was Mike's suggestion, actually. He's like, well, I'm like, oh, I don't know what to use these. Play pots. We've got two good. regiments of these suckers. And I'm like, well, what am I going to use them as? I could use them as uh, standard warriors or something like that. These are the, the plague monkey kind of characters, but they stand out differently to the other warriors. Looks a bit weird. Don't get it. Uh, okay, so... So he's like, why don't you take them as shock troops and just give them plague pots? Yeah, so they're so still... Like, oh, yeah, because yeah. they're plague troop dudes. and Yeah, right on. And it's still so got that kind I of feel I didn't give the other unit too. plague pots, at least in part, because it helps distinguish which unit's which, right? Yeah. You've got one with the plague pots and one with the heavy halberds. You know, yeah. It's pretty obvious which one's which. <laughs> Happy days. Anyway, um, so two shock troop uh, hordes. We've got two Spear Warrior Regiments, uh, which are probably the units I'm most dubious about. I've kind of got this theory that if I've got a Phalanx unit in the middle, big old horde with heavy halberds, two regiments on the flanks with Phalanx, uh, you know, hiding near trees or buildings or whatever else. And Viv, normally Spear Units, I mean, Regiments with Phalanx, you think, who cares, because they'll just get hit. But Spear Units have generally more attacks. So you're thinking like if they hit your shock troops, mm. your spears can hit them in the flank and have potentially. A few I mean, they only go from twelve to fifteen attacks, which is kind of mediocre. But if you hit the flank with thirty attacks, even on fives to hit with no crushing, it could be okay, especially yeah. if you bane them or whatever. Well, so I don't know. They're an okay unit. They're one hundred and five. Mother thinking with them as opposed to a regular regiment of clan rats or warriors, as it were, is that they are unit strength three. Mm-hmm. So hanging out on the objectives and daring cavalry to come at them seems like a more practical thing than perhaps a regular regiment because warriors, which is my next unit, are only unit strength two and they come in at 85 points. And they've got plague pots in this case. And honestly, that's just because I had 15 points left. <laughs> and you needed something. And on something. I kind of I want to give plague pots a bit more of a shot. I yep. think they're a great thing to have, especially a good tool. I think it's one of the better yeah. uh, unique things for each army. Yeah, it's, I really like Plague Pots. Even though I, I didn't like losing the Blight, I feel like it was worth it for Plague Pots mm. alone. Like, they're just such a cool unit, the, the, the unit upgrade, I should say. And for anyone who's not sure what Plague Pots are, it's a one-use item that gives you uh, Ensnare and Stealthy for a turn. Yep, 15 points. Most of the regiments and hordes, sort of the standard foot rats, can take them. And yet, Stealthy and uh, Ensnare for a turn is pretty legit. Mm. Sometimes one turn's all you need. And sometimes I've found in my games so far with them, I've played about five games of the third edition Ratkin, is that you pop them and your opponent just doesn't charge and then you're like, cool, back to zero. At least I brought <laughs> some time, you know. Like, um, or you put a unit, a horde of half-breeds and a horde of grotesques into one unit of them and mm. the core rat unit that costs sweet fuck all beats both. Like that is actually Beats good. or just bounces? So what he means bounces. is shock troops when you have a... Core? No, shock troops yeah, are the elite yeah. unit. When he oh, has okay, one yeah, hindered unit and one not hindered unit goes into them and then they get an additional negative one on count of incident. That's not hitting anything. Turns out they don't do that much damage <laughs> and then the unit holds. <laughs> no. Especially when it's got rally to and So inspiring. are you saying when something's yeah. hitting on six they don't do damage? Mm, not as much. Mm. Mm. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, we live and learn and we move on to the Tunnel Runners <laughs> Regiment, which is a nasty unit of cavalry. Uh, in fact, sorry, they're not, they used to be large cavalry, now they're chariots, mm. uh, which is interesting. they got a, the same footprint, still heaps of attacks, uh, brew of sharpness I've given them. I yep. find that makes them significantly more reliable. Because normally they're hitting on fours? Yes, they hit on fours normally. That puts them to threes. Uh, very helpful, especially since it means that if they have crushing one and thunderous one, yep. which means if they get impeded normally... They kind of do three-fifths of fuck all. Yeah. Once you go down to fives and you've only got crushing one for a hammer unit, you're not very interesting. But when you're on you still do okay. I found that happens a lot with the grotesques. Like if they get mm. hindered, then they're just not doing anything. Yeah, that's right. So giving them plus one to hit is 
an alternative to giving them the uh, Caterpillar Potion. Yeah. And it means that if they can get them in the open, they really run over things. 24 attacks hitting on threes. Um, mm. Does some work. Uh, we've got a weapon team. Two of them, in fact. They've moved up in points, so I'm not doing a Ratkin Army List review as much as I'd like to right now. <laughs> um, the Mutant Rat Fiend I've taken as well in this list. So big old beastie who's just trying out. Yep. You know, only played him in one game so far, which is the game against Viv. I'm not sure what to expect from him yet. I do like that he gives rallying and I do like that he gives... He's got an um, aura, doesn't he? Like Radiance yeah. of Life. He gives Radiance of Life, yeah. but it's vermin only. So you'd think that's everyone, but actually <laughs> vermin keyword is just him and like the tiny Udal rats. Uh, the rat no, right, That's so disappointing. It, so it basically just hits him. So they're not vermin. Okay. He's got yeah. a rat worm and he doesn't vomit out little baby rats. Yes, no. one of his keywords is is walking womb. Mm, delicious. Uh, Typed "walacking room" on this, uh, on this army room. list, which I just read. <laughs> so he's a walacking womb. He's not afraid to use it. We've got a tangle in this list as well. Is that yep. the new unit I'm trying out? Mm-hmm. Um, to me, he's like a, similar to what I'd used the warlock for before, which is giving the inspiring talisman, stand behind my units, uh, do some utility spells, bane chant. Uh, now that's a, a shrine. Lightning. It's counted as. It's a titan size, but it's yep. only height three. So it, do, it fulfills a similar role. It's a few more points, only about 20 or so more points. But he, he gives Aura Fury, mm. which is sexy. Uh, he's indeed inspiring, of course, and rallying one. And the larger base can help for that. Mm. Problem is, as I've found against Viv, if something lands behind you or moves behind your units, he's nowhere near as easy to hide as the Warlock. Yeah. So he's definitely more vulnerable than the Warlock. And you can also shoot over the units at him. Yep. Uh, which can be a bit nasty. And he can do vice versa. So I'm still not sure which is better, but it does seem useful. Mm. Uh, he's got regen 5 up, fearless nerve, 14, vicious and melee, which doesn't I, matter because he's I will just anyway. point out though, like when Barack Obama was slapping your rat womb, like mm. we just sat there regening at each other yeah. for the entire game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Barack, and- Barack has only got six attacks. Yeah, but like both units were just unable to damage each other meaningfully. <laughs> to be fair, um, my rat wound would eventually have troubled over him, but it took mm. a while. Anyway, so yeah, that guy. But the interesting thing about the Tangle is that for every unit within six inches, I don't, it's not every unit, it's like regiments and hordes or something. I can't bother reading it right now. But it gives you plus one to your spell, like the number of... And what spell has he got? He's got Bane Chant 1, okay. Fireball 10, Mind Fog 1, and weakness one. Okay, so add maybe two or three to them. Yeah, most times you'll be adding at least two. Hmm. Uh, more often three, I think. So to that, that point, Bane Chant four is super reliable, even for me. Fireball, sorry, it goes up, it adds up to three. Yeah. Sorry, so, for, okay, for the three. noobs in the room, you don't mean an auto win, you mean extra dice. Extra dice. Yeah, okay. extra yeah. dice, that's right. So Bane Chant one's got a 50-50 going up because you need yeah. one four yeah, plus, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Bane Chant four has four dice and any one of which roll a four plus, you get it off. So it makes Banechant, Weakness and Mindfog very reliable and also gives him a solid Fireball 13 or 12 or 11, depending on how, who's nearby, if, if needs be. So then, last of all, I've got a uh, good old Skuduk Suluk Demon Sport of Jew. <laughs> Mate, he needs a new name as well. Never. I don't know what they were thinking. It was just like, they just did alphabet soup. And Smash your forehead into the uh, keyboard. I've also got <laughs> a swarm, like you, Benson. Uh, i got a swarm cry with the loot of insatiable darkness. Uh-huh. So he's... They've uh, got some... Fabulous bards. He's hoping to try out hate. for the decimated <laughs> soon to uh, act as their second guitarist. But on a scale from one to ten. How does, much does he decimate? Yeah. Well, good question. He's got one attack hitting on fives. That's that's a That's low. a one. That's, a one. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's a, a one. I don't know what it is. A deci decimate. But he plains a mean, uh, a a mean loot. 
So despite my lack of Warlock, I do have two Bane Chants in the list. Yep. So that can be useful because the Shock Troops sometimes need a bit of help. So how do you think you're going to go without the presence of Aubergine Stickman? Uh, old flame, flame Stick Bro. Yeah. Which was my uh, enforcer on Mount mm-hmm. with the Diadem of Dragonkind. So I don't know. I'm going to miss him, I think. I think I'm going to miss that Because you also had a wizard that was really rubbish at casting but great at hitting dudes. Yes, I'm going to miss him too. He doesn't exist anymore. That was a Blight Lord. Ah, yeah. well, that's a shame. What yeah, about your three assassins that came last CanCon? Indeed. I, I feel like this is just a rubbish <laughs> list without them. That was a CanCon before, wasn't it? Wait, did I come? To, I don't know. Anyway, there was a time that there was three assassins. Good old days. But uh, yeah, sadly, the uh, day of the assassin has passed for now. But I might miss it because I think he's a really good War Machine Hunter. I think that's his only role mm. in the new edition, to be honest. Mm. So I wouldn't mind getting him back in there sometime, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is a very elite Ratkin list for me. We'll see how it goes. Trying something a bit different. Mm. I don't know. It seems reasonably powerful to me. All right. Uh, have we got anything else to say before we sign off? No, I just want to say good luck to Bentham and good luck to Andrew for tomorrow. I hope you guys do really well. And yourself. <laughs> you. no, no Viv, no luck to Viv. <laughs> no, no luck at all. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd like to say good luck to Bentham. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> All right, so we're going to sign off there for, well, I guess it's day zero, and we'll go for a break, and we'll when we return, it'll be after day one, and we'll... Hopefully re- we won't be depressed tomorrow. <laughs> ...relay what's happened. <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys shortly. And we're back. So, unlike what we said before, we were going to come back at the end of day one. What we've done is just wait until the end of the tournament. So, mm. we have had two games of, uh, well, sorry, two days of Kings of War, six games, and the results are in. So, what we're going to do is we're going to go through each of the game, just doing the highlights for each person. So, hopefully, it's not too long of a uh, second half here. What we'll start off with is we'll just go straight into round one. Let's go around the table here. So the scenario was smoke and mirrors. So I'll start off with myself. Uh, so playing as goblins against Luke, and he was running Empire of Dust. Uh, now he hadn't played very many games of third ed, but a decent amount of second. And for the most part, it was pretty simple for myself, just because of of the <laughs> large win I got on this one. But a lot of the time, it was um, he just couldn't roll his dice well enough, and I did. So <laughs> a, a decent amount of goblin luck on this one. The last, I think basically the only thing I'd left was just that damn idol of Shobik that doesn't get taken off the table ever. Mm. And because he only had one thing left, he couldn't really mm. get any of the tokens and I did. So it was a fun game regardless. He was a very, very nice fellow to play against. Uh, there were no rules disputes. Um, it ended up being a 20 to 1 my way. Uh, I don't mean to sound like a big deal, but I've killed an idol of Shobik before. Well, what do you do? <laughs> do you have bonus points for that? Or? I killed it with an assassin. Rubbish. Well, yeah, that, yeah. I surely, don't by that. surely not. So okay. this is okay. I held it up with an assassin and charged it in the flank with some tunnel runners. Well, but there you go. The assassin was there. Uh, he was the key by holding it up. 
Mm-hmm. But you can tell the, the difference in what happened here. He killed 395 of my goblins. I killed 1455 out of the 2,000 of his stuff. So, bit of a swing there. Nice. How about you, Hugh? How'd your first one go? I ran one. I played a guy called Chris Earl. He was a nice bloke. Brand new to third ed. Similar to your, your guy, I think. Uh, quite a bit of second ed, so he told me, that he played, uh, but not that much third ed. Playing a bit of Ogres. So, we had an uh, interesting little army. He had a bunch of, like, uh, old, like, ancient mammal models and stuff that he'd mm. converted up to for his dudes to be riding so they would be like this is a chariot lord on this like crazy mammal like mm-hmm. super sloth thing and stuff right so that was kind of cool i kind of liked his um interesting different miniatures and stuff but yeah 20 to 1 same as you <laughs> kind of kind of stomped over poor old chris to be honest uh eight to zip on the vps and this was the bluff scenario, which I love, but he hadn't played the bluff scenario before. Admittedly, I'd only played it once, but it's uh, it's one of those ones that I felt like it was a bit of a learning curve getting into third and being brand new to it. And yeah, I don't know. Not, not, not a huge amount to say about this particular game in that, that just sort of everything went more or less to plan. Mm-hmm. I lost a couple of units in the middle, which I felt was um, a little unfortunate, uh, but it didn't really matter. Right. Still just got all the things. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and oh, uh, all right. Story of the game for this one, <laughs> man of the match, and give you my MVP was a regiment of spearatos who were spectacular. They killed a unit of goblin, tr- just wolf riders on the charge when they were hindered, so they needed sixes a hit. Just took them off, and then they charged and killed a ogre battle standard bearer on chariot and a wizard, an ogre wizard, whatever the ogre wizards are called, shamans or something. Warlock, warlock, warlock. Yep. So who did this? Who killed all this? Just Spear Regiment. 105 points of win. <laughs> <laughs> just kept slaying dudes. All game. They were just stabby stabbing away. Fives to hit. Getting more hits than they should have. And just mm. kicking goals. All right. So uh, MVP. Good start. What about you, Viv? How'd your first game go? Uh, my first game is against someone's name I cannot remember. And unfortunately, his name on the app slash website is Angry Something. Artists. Angry Artists. So we'll call him Angry. Yeah, so everybody was telling me that, oh, you know, his list is just Mensa Mobs and Trolls. You're in trouble, you know? Mensa Mobs do all the damage. This is six Mensa Mob troops plus three hordes of Trolls and Minces and other stuff. Yeah, yeah certainly a, a very cookie-cutter army, yeah. isn't it? And I just oh, want to point out that he came 13th in the end, right? Which is exactly, exactly where he needed what? to be to be in the top 20%. Indeed. So we, we can't reveal yet, I suppose, the result of the bet, but you didn't come precisely 13th. I didn't. No. <laughs> However, in this game, the Mintamobs are only movement five. And uh, honestly, this is my third game of King's War ever, so I had no idea what they were anyway. And uh, it didn't really matter, to be honest. I, I didn't find many of them in the combat. Humble brag. He, he moved <laughs> forward, and I, I was kind of lucky with my heavy mortars, um, scoring like one hit on each of them, but then doing around five or four wounds, and then rolling really high on the nerve. But the best thing I've ever done is just like the cheeky fireball where you get like the two hits and then you roll, you know, the 11. And it's just like, oh, well, there goes another Are one. Are they inspired? <laughs> nope. See ya. Yeah. And they were just never inspired. They're, they're 14 nerve. Like you yeah, need I to know. do 14. Yeah. yeah. So, Fearless 14, are yeah. they? Yep. Not, yeah, they don't even waver. Nope. Why do they not waver? I don't know. They're like gobos. There's a lot of things I've noticed in this edition and it may have been the case in second as well and I just didn't think about it as much. Probably was. But there's a lot of fearless units mm. that feel as though they shouldn't really be fearless. Well, I think the goblins riding a mincer or steamroller gives them confidence. But they're fucking goblins still. Like, <laughs> get confidence, my ass. 
Like they're not an undead, fearless, emotionless creature. They're a gobbo. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe the uh, steamroller thing just keeps on steaming on and they can't I, I stop it. I feel like that's something. the case, right? They have zero control on it, other than go forward. So even if they were terrified, it doesn't matter. The mincer does the work. Yeah, mm. so maybe it doesn't break. It maybe it just, just gets it just keeps going. Yeah. Still, yeah. there's a lot of examples of this. Fearless. Oh. What the WTF? Fearless. Yeah. But um. So my list is really good against this. I've got ranged units, so the decimator horde, and then the two thing, uh, two heavy mortars, and then also a five or twelve on my flying half breed. The I- supreme ironcaster. Yeah, the supreme ironcaster. And with my two units of chaff, I could chaff them up really well, and then charge into certain positions. And it, everything in my list will kill one of them almost. Guaranteed. And okay. even though your decimators have 12 inch range, you still outrange the charge range. Yes, of which, which brings us to what the people really want to know, Viv, because we don't oh, care that yeah. you killed all these mints and mobs. How much did you decimate? Oh, well, from a scale from one to decimate, mm-hmm. at least four decimates. <laughs> so did you kill, say, three troops with them? Because that'd oh, be no. good. So I reckon. He, the other half of his list is just troll hordes, right? So they yep, killed yep. two mints and mobs and a troll horde. That's pretty sick. That's a lot of decimation. Oh my god, they that's more it. that's more decimation than I think anyone was expecting, except Viv. So well done there. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, they, you were expecting. Yeah, I, I, they, they're so good. All tournament people are like, what the fuck are decimators? And I'm like, oh, you're about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, credit so where it's credit due. It seems like they oh, did decimate this game. So that ended up eighteen. My way. Eighteen three. Yeah. All right, Andrew. Uh, so I played. Alan Schultz with his Northern Alliance had a couple of snow troll hordes and a couple of human clansmen horde, ice naiad horde. I I pretty much held up one entire flank by flapping my dragon around and never charging or being charged, but just the threat. Just just glaring at him. Yeah, Yeah. held it up. I love that about flying monsters, right? Yeah, yeah. I dropped the uh, Smoke and Mirrors bluff tokens I had all of them on one side and uh, Alan had sh- had split his up. So I was just concentrating on the side where I knew I had all four of my victory points. And as the game progressed, you flip over the tokens and we found out where they were. In the end, his his big whores were just sitting on yeah, two zeros. You had like one unflipped token each and if you math it right, if you counted the other tokens you could see that hang on they should be zeros well yeah alan this was the first time he'd played this scenario and at one stage where he had the two token flipped over and both ones flipped over i think he was still trying to work out what the other two were sorry that that sounds i'm Maybe you just forget. Yeah, and in the, in the heat of the battle as well. But either way, he he said something like, "Oh, I'm not you know, I want to I want to flip them to find out what they are or something." And I thought to myself, "Nah, think this through. You you know that you shouldn't be sitting on them." But but he did, and in the end, I got up six to one in the victory points, and mm. which turned into a sixteen five tournament mm. point victory. I reckon Alan he won't make that same sort of mistake so to say again yeah Yeah, so um i'm glad to cash in on his his intro to smoke and mirrors scenario Mm. all right so that's the first round everyone so we all cashed in on the smoke and mirrors yeah that's good all four of us go team team direct misfire kicking girls so the next round uh two was raise 
So you're starting with me again. I was against Master Clint Richards and his Night Stalkers. Yeah, I didn't think I'd do too well just because he was speed six minimum, uh, crushing two and really fast. So he'd get the charge and probably would smash anything that he touches. So trying to be as cagey as I could here uh, and delay as much as I could. I took off something surprisingly, but then I'd have like a regiment of luggets into one of his just large infantry characters for two or three rounds doing one, maybe two damage each round mm -hmm. and then wavering and wavering and then the luggets dying. <laughs> so they couldn't kill a large infantry character. Uh, but otherwise, I did what I could and end up with a 417 loss to Clint. Fair enough. Clint's yeah. a very good player. Yeah. I believe he came third overall in the end. Mm -hmm. So, yep, powerful player indeed. Out of a field of... We ended up being 67. 65. 65. A couple of people pulled out one day. And illnesses day and whatnot. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Nice big field. Clint did very well indeed. So, no big surprise that uh, he managed to get on top of you there. My round two, I played Andrew. Totally kicked his ass. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> He's still sore from it, actually. Oh, wait. Sorry. That was years ago. <laughs> I'm not better. <laughs> I'm just bringing that up just for Andrew. Uh, no, second round, I actually played a guy called Adam Story. I believe his last name is. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Uh, yep. I, I wrote down Adam. So, interesting game. He was playing a very powerful undead list. Uh, definitely, because I've been thinking about undead lists, of course, having recently played mine, and thinking about how I could make it better or worse. I reckon this he's got it just about down to a T for about as strong as it possibly could be. Mm. Um, and of course, there's different ways to play and it's not like his list was perfect in every way, but definitely a strong list. Uh, so two units of race, plus one to hit and elite, two units of whites, sorry, other way around, the race, so that I always get the fucking race. Both are WRs. The two troops yeah. of wraiths and two units of whites, regiments, hordes, whatever else with stuff. Okay, I'm stuffing this up. The list was good. Just, <laughs> okay, Morgoth, etc. Uh, it also had two hordes of revenants. And what I found in this game was, if this was the game where I rolled like a bit of a potato. I, I accept that I was due this game. I've had a number of tournament games recently where I just haven't had that game where mm. you roll shockingly the whole game. It wasn't a one double one game or whatever. It was just, and it wasn't shocking across the board either. There was plenty of good and bad rolls. But specifically, my nerve rolls just consistently were a bit below average mm. and it cost me so hard. Mm. So, like, repeatedly, I would have his Rev Revenant hordes on, like, 15, 16 wounds, whatever it is, and I'd need six with a reroll and fail. It's not that unlikely to fail at six with a reroll. I accept that. But I would do it every time. And then it'd be four with a reroll and I'd fail that too. And then... What, what have you so there was a few moments there where it was a really close game and it was hard fought we both got two of the raise points quite quickly so then it was just it was just going to be down to the one in the middle like we yeah. kind of both knew it was always going to be we weren't going to get the third but our armies were sort of uh, wheeling around it's one a bit another too far away so if you can imagine that it just wasn't going to happen uh, the way we positioned was such that we weren't going to get that third objective so it was always going to come down to the one in the middle and we had a very close fight but I just fluffed those nerve rolls one too many times and came out on top. But I had a chance to rescue it. I got my Demon Lord into the flank of his horde of Revenants and then probably my worst roll of the weekend occurred. So 26 attacks, hitting on threes, wounding on twos. Mm -hmm. They had about 10 damage on them already. Seems pretty good, right? <laughs> Seems Here like this is going to work out. Uh, he hit, I don't know, a sensible amount of times and then rolled like, eight ones to wound out of the bucket of dice that I had or something. Still did heaps of wounds. Still needed like a four to break 
and didn't. <laughs> and so because of this, um, it wasn't a double one exactly, yeah, but it was more yeah, or less the same thing. Low, yeah. Because of this, he then was unable to reposition, which meant that not only did the horde survive and go on to cause me grief later, like for the objective, but it meant that the demon was then unable to run onto the objective and potentially guarantee me to win mm. or rotate face the race charges and then win in another way. Anyway, suffice to say, it wasn't great. <laughs> but this wasn't all down to my dice rolls. Adam played really well. Really good game. Tight game. Close game. But this was the, the tournament game that I'd probably been overdue where, where die rolls in key moments uh, really cost me a lot. Yeah. And it swung it the other way. And then it, had he had rolled those key moments the other way around, it would have gone the other way. Felt like a draw and was instead I ended up getting tabled. Mm. And I've never I've never been tabled in Kings of War before. I think this is a first. Might have happened before that I don't remember, but yeah, like that's that it. Out. I yep. mean I've certainly been close to being tabled lots of times, yep. but yeah, this was a straight up two thousand points to the old Adam. Mm-hmm. So which was the opposite of my round one where I got the, the tabling. So, so how did that end? Uh, that was a... Did you get anything? 16.5. 16.5. Okay, that wasn't too bad. Yeah, definitely good. I was way behind on attrition, but it was only one up, one up. Because we were both even on the objectives. It was just yeah. the one objective in the middle that decided for uh, three obje- victory points to two. Mm. All right, Viv, who mm. are you up against? My second game was against Undead. Yeah. I was playing Donald Neville. And again, because I'm really new to the game, I don't really know what most stuff does. So he sat down his list and his list was basically just hordes of skeletons and then hordes of Revenant Cav and then lots of little Revenant troops and then a spellcaster with Surge and then a weird giant that's not a giant because it's only height three. I don't the Gorblight. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I looked at his list and I'm like, okay, you got three things that hurt. Oh, so there may be a zombie troll in there as well. So you got three or four things that like might hurt, but the the revenant cav. I think Andrew, you put it this best when you said they're mobile anvils. They're not mobile hammers. They just they just don't do damage. So I looked at this list and I'm like, all right, you have no damage. You, really, you you got nothing. So I kind of just took apart his pseudo hammers, and then he actually had no damage, and then I took all his toys off, and that was the game. No, right. <laughs> that one. Like, so like that, that was a, it, That's there was nothing else really to say. Like that was that. That's how the game ended. And what was the score? Uh twenty-one. Another decent victory. Twenty-one. Yeah. yeah. Always so, perfect. Not quite. So Viv's in the lead, doing very uh, well from not maybe not the whole event, but but up there and and uh, certainly leading Benson and I from what you know so far. Mm. And I'm um, thinking, hmm, maybe uh, maybe you didn't put my money in the right space here. But uh, third but game, still, I, I felt comfortable. It was only game two. It was yeah. only game two. And Viv's in. He's he's air shipping. He's doing the opposite of uh, of uh, what's it called? Uh, yeah, submarine. No, so the submarine I planned on boarding turns out it's got wings. And it's I a dirigible. Forgot, I, I forgot all of my strategy, and I was like, <laughs> in that first game, I looked at his army, and I'm like, no, I can crush this. Fuck the submarine. <laughs> like, uh, exactly. I think everyone was expecting that of you, Viv. <laughs> all right, Andrew, what's up? So my second game was against Daniel Bird. He was playing League of Rodia. I remember. A few things from this game particularly was that I was really happy with how I positioned myself around his war machines. I think he had uh, two of the short range volley gun ones and Mm -hmm. a couple of cannons, Mm. but I was able to position around lots of blocking terrain to keep myself a bit safe from that. Nice work. The volley gun ones in particular are nasty. Yeah. I mean, the cannons are good too, and so such long range, it's difficult to avoid, but the volley guns... Yeah, you gotta you gotta play smart so you don't they don't blow your face off. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I, 
hid from them and then charged a few things. And once I charged, obviously, he wanted to counter charge and so was in combat and that sort of went well. We did nice. a, a similar thing to you, Hugh, in that I got, got two of my raise points quite early and gave up on the third and, and so did Dan. Came down right at the end to the turn seven roll. So mm. end of turn six, I've done a, a reasonably clever surge play into the flank of some chariot that gives rallying, which seems pretty good. Oh, P.S. His army was beautiful, really well painted. And, and so I was up. I had the middle one. It would have been three, two. The roll comes out. It's a five. In come those Stormwind Cav or some Cav that I hadn't quite got rid of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, straight through my dragon. And then he has a million unit strength to my single troop of wraiths or something left. Well done. The old turn seven roll. Sometimes that's just the way it goes, right? Yeah. But it must have been a good close game. Uh, this was probably my favorite game of the whole weekend because it was, yeah, it was so close. To, to be honest, he probably played slightly better. So I'm not upset that he won, but also I'm a little bit upset that he won. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like you've got to play for turn six. And it's funny that you say, I've played a couple of games against Dan and played a very close matches with him in general. Really great games as well with Dan. Like close, just tight, thinky games, cagey games, that kind of thing. But good cagey, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, but you, but you've, got to play for, you've got to play for six. Playing for seven is 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 you play for unless six you have to hope, obviously to sometimes you just like oh well the position is such that I have to play for seven mm-hmm. but you, you should be playing for six is the smart play obviously if you can play for six and seven that's even better but six is guaranteed seven's fifty fifty mm. yeah I was in the position where I was playing for sixth and knew seven would be a write off yeah like I've, it, I've it been was, there before yeah yeah it was. Uh, mm. I was in such a position that it was 50-50 for both of us. Someone has to win. So hmm. that, en- that ended up a 15-6 loss okay. for me. All right. Last game of day one, we had Invade. So I was up against Josh Angel, another master. We Seems like we play every tournament, and it's usually pretty close. Uh, no exception on this one. He was playing Orcs. He had a couple of hordes of the uh, Long Axe and a whole bunch of... Morax dudes, a dragon and war drums to back them up and a couple of other things. One thing I was surprised that didn't work for him, he had like um, the Berserker Orc Hero, a man splitter, I think mm-hmm. it's called. It doesn't have Duelist, so six attacks and you think it's kind of designed to cut people up. Mm-hmm. It had wings, flew into my wizard, only did a couple of wounds and yeah. <laughs> didn't kill it. Some of the Orc Heroes are surprisingly underwhelming. Mm. You think they're going to be really nasty. Mm. Even that 230-point special character Orc guy, like, He's Whip, just okay. It? Like he's oh, like, um, Gakamak. Yeah, yeah. I it's was calling twos. him um, yeah. Guacamole or something in yeah. our game. I couldn't remember <laughs> his name was. Well, Josh, because we always have close games and it was the last game of the day, he was keep saying, oh, do you want to just call it a draw, 10-10? Let's call it even. I thought, nah, I think I've got this one. I think I can yeah. out-grind you. Ended up that way. I was able to outcharge him and kind of sit around. And one thing of note, Hex worked. Oh, yes. I was able hey. to get four wounds or might have been six on, on Whip the Outcast. That's all I ever did with Hex for the entire tournament. Oh, spoilers. So did you try to use Hex throughout your games in general? Yes. Often it would be the army has no wizards and it's just spellcaster zero. Yep. And other times it was they're just too far away or I can't see them. I don't think it would be broken at all if it just worked on spellcaster zero, do you? No, not at all. Because you can only do it once and then they have the option of doing it or not. Anyway, I'm right there with you on Eh. on that particular winge wagon. Yeah. But uh, it was pretty close. The attrition difference is only 105 points, so very even on kills there. We killed about half of each other's army, and I ended up with the win 14-7 on that one. It was a good game. I, I like playing Josh. He's, mm. 
He's got more energy than anyone has a right to. Game three, and he was still bouncing. Yeah. He says he's tired, but it doesn't show. <laughs> no, he's just, yeah. I watched the end of that game, and I don't think he stopped talking the, the whole time. <laughs> yeah, um, he goes yeah, a million miles an hour, Josh. Josh. Yeah. yeah. In, in his defense, though, he keeps his clock going while he's talking. Yeah, no, he's yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, it's make nice, no mis- nice and relaxed. <laughs> make yeah. no mistake, this is not anything negative. He was great. He was yeah. great to spectate. Yeah, he's entertaining. Always have a good sure. game with Josh. I mean, he's a frothing lunatic, but <laughs> gotta love him. Anyway, um, game three. So for the odd Hoosie, we were playing up against uh, Ben Leopold, mm-hmm. who was playing elves, who are frequently my bane in the very rare circumstances in which I play elves. I do tend to struggle against them with the Ratkin. Lots of shooting against a lot of very low defense stuff. Did he have a lot of shooting in this list? Yeah, yep. Yeah, as best as I can recall, at least. He had a Horde Seaguard. Mm. Three scout units of shooters, which mm. are very reliable little guys. A dragon breath weapon, mm-hmm. a bolt thrower. Okay, so uh, a decent amount compared of to, to most. Yeah, yeah plenty of shooting. Yeah. Not like, it wasn't like a super duper gun line, but heaps of shooting. Two regiments of the cavalry, mm-hmm. which are really nasty, the elf cavalry. Like, they're not boxy silver helms. You've got to think of them as dragon princes if you go in old school. Mm. They, uh, they hit pretty hard. So Ben forced me into being a little cagey with my longer range things because I was scared of his cavalry. Sort of baited him into charging some phalanx rats on the other side for a little bit just to hold him up. Not because I thought he would lose the fight, but just to hold him up for a while. But Ben had a few pretty impressive roles. Like he would admit this entirely, I'm sure, because he was doing so during the game. But he had a few like... 10 hits, 10 wounds on 4 plus to wound and things like that. Like uh, <laughs> a lot of 4 plus rolls going around yep. where he wasn't rolling consistently well all throughout or anything, but there was a few times where he really spiked. Like, for example, charging the uh, Phalanx Rat Troop and getting like 10 hits, mm. 10 wounds. And mm. it's like, well, well, I guess they're dead, but they probably shouldn't be and stuff like that. That was happening a little bit, but it wasn't, wasn't meaningful. It was just impressive to mm. see those, those, those huge 4 those plus numbers, rolls yeah, really yeah. coming out. Yep. Uh, I felt like I was going to lose for sure about the first three turns because I was getting shot off. Like two troops of those Elven Rangers, I think they're called or something. They've mm-hmm. they got Vanguard and they scout and shoot yep. quite competently. Yep. And they're, they're quite reasonable in combat as well. They can they can strike okay. They just beat my shock horde by themselves. They just went, I'll shoot it for two turns, back up, shoot, back up, shoot. Might have been three turns, probably was three turns. Got it up to like a dozen wounds or so and then charged it in the front and killed it. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that was legit. Admittedly, they did have an elf prince help them in that, the in that combat, but that was like only a couple of wounds different. Yeah. It didn't actually matter. Yeah. And they double wound it. They like they killed it convincingly. Like, you know, got it to the point where it needed double yeah, ones, yeah. If, if that makes sense, uh, but didn't roll the double ones and uh, took it off. And I'm like, man, I was, I was just like approaching it confidently, being like, well, sooner or later, I'll get to charge one of them. Give them right. No dramas. I'll take a bunch of wounds. Won't kill me. No dramas. Not so. Lesson learned. <laughs> so that lost that fight. But yeah, I thought I was going to die for sure. But eventually just, I basically charged through the withering hail of fire and um, came out the other side and just, Survived. just chewed through his units. Yep. So attrition wise, I got up by a small amount, 1280 versus 1070 it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did end up getting up toward the end. Uh, I got the vast majority of my points in the last couple of turns uh, where he'd been getting his in the first as is mm. the way with gun mm. lines and stuff, I suppose, or the way the game played out at least. But I just had more unit strength than him. He had a lot of like little troops of shooters and stuff like that and I had just a decent amount of unit strength. So I ended up going up 10-5 on the objectives. I had right. 10 unit strength to his five. Yep. And we both quickly realised in the last couple of turns like, 
there was no sensible way that he could get that back because he could come back over to his side if that makes sense to try to fight those units and potentially kill them the, but then he yeah. loses the unit strength on yeah. the other side so it's kind of like oh well we'll just part and parcel we'll just stand there and uh, shake hands and call it a 10-5 <laughs> so uh, 16-5 win Yep. minor win after a minor loss uh, which put me at the end of day one on a a big win a small win and a small loss I guess hmm. so slightly better than two and one I suppose yep. you'd put it points wise not too shabby alright Viv how'd your round three mm. go so I'm slightly worried now because my plan to submarine and avoid good players you're just putting more helium um, in that dirigible just yeah um, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't working I, I was sitting at I don't know some ridiculously don't high point don't fly too close to the sun yeah exactly. that's right I can <laughs> see your wax Thanks, wings Icarus. melting over there <laughs> yeah and, and I, I came up against I see it melting <laughs> the, the myth Viv <laughs> No, look, th- this hot air balloon just filled with my arrogance could only go so high. <laughs> the hot air from your arrogance. It's funny because it's true. Oh, <laughs> thanks, you. You can tell that like everybody's so sympathetic about my tournament <laughs> journey. Everybody's just like, oh no, I feel so bad for you, Viv. No. <laughs> yeah, like I've said before, I was proud that you were doing well with my deliciously painted army. Oh yeah, yeah no, the army. I, I had conflicted feelings because I was like, on the one hand, I want my homie to do well. My abyssal dwarves. On the other hand, I've got a bet well. hoping that he doesn't do too well. So I'm like, I wanted you yeah. to do well, but not too well, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, um, eventually, I am going to play people who know the <laughs> rules of the game, and I haven't read the rule book yet, so I was slightly concerned. <laughs> and and his list, uh, a reoccurring trend for all of the people I played is that they just took two units and then repeated it. So I was, I don't know, I don't, I don't really like that trend. Kings of War players, can you stop? What, what did you take? Two units of gargoyles, so, two mortars. Yeah, but then everything else is single. Okay. So, Two kinds of golems. No, 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 no. They're very different units. But um, so he, he his list was butchers and reavers. That's it. Uh, this is Clint, yeah? Yeah, Clint. Yeah, Clint's so this list. is um, the fella I played in round two. Yeah, so it made it real easy for me because I'm a scrub and, you know, I only had to learn two things. Yeah. <laughs> so it does make it easier when you uh, don't have many units yeah, to yeah, face. Yeah, absolutely. By contrast, my three opponents had all had totally different units, really. Like, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Go figure. So I I didn't really know what to do in this one. All I knew is his unit strength was like a billion and my unit strength was like none. And I kind of needed to figure out a way to do this. And when I started deploying, because he had so many drops as well, he was always going to out-deploy me. Yours is an elite army. You only yeah, have 11 yeah, drops, yeah. which is... And the second he saw small. me put the decimators right in the middle, he was like, all right. And he fully deployed on either flank, yeah. completely leaving the middle empty. And everything in his list moves six or Six eight. to eight, yeah. So it's it's quicker than my army for sure, and he has a lot more punch than my army absolutely has. Um, and then he had a few characters running around, and honestly, I still don't know what the characters do other than they punch and they move. That's pretty really much it. They're far. nimble and punch. Yeah. So I foolishly kind of played... I, I deployed not great. I, I still put things on the flank where he went really heavy, and I'm like, nah, I shouldn't have. No, you're just sacrificing those <laughs> yeah, things. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I realised... The half-breeds and the um, grotesques. grotesques and the hero, I, I just realized at that point, all I need them to do is hold so I can wreck the other flank where he's weaker. And, and that's basically how the game worked. So I put the half-breeds right up. He wrecked them. He put a character straight, uh, just beelined for one of the mortars. Mm-hmm. Um, also, 
my mortars didn't hit once this game because they were only hitting on sixes, right? So they Still did nothing. The... Yeah, so so the the night what are they night night stalkers night stalkers yeah they, I feel like they're they're a good list against mine just because I can't hit them and they beat me in combat and they're real quick yeah so yeah, I was slightly concerned because even my devastators decimators yeah that one they're, they're <laughs> I just feel like I'm just wrecking you all <laughs> really it's ruins one the unit that you're loving yeah. <laughs> you can't even remember what they're called get it together yeah okay the the dwarfs. <laughs> the, the dwarfs were hitting on five So you know they, they, they weren't doing that great But it turns out That they're really good In combat they're 25 really attacks good, on fours fours nothing Yeah but All of the Night Stalker stuff Has like lowish nerve And lowish defense Yeah mm. So it turns out that they're, they're really good at killing butchers that get a bit crazy uh, or heroes say they're that lowish, get a bit crazy. The, the butcher regiments are feel as 15 defense 5. Yeah, but that's probably the exception. Like The butchers are like the one tough unit, at least when, and I, when I was playing. And he had a whole them. bunch of butcher regiments and then a couple of butcher hordes as well. Yeah. And even the, okay. the fiends yeah. are like 16, 18. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I had one really lucky thing happen. On my left flank, he put probably four or five units into the... <laughs> The, the big the grotesques. Yeah, the grotesques. <laughs> he, he put a lot of things into the grotesques. and You've it, had six games with this army. <laughs> oh, I don't know. All the, the, damn the, ones. The, the extra punchy cav. <laughs> so <laughs> he put a billion units into it. He did like probably 40 damage, maybe even more. And um, yeah, I got the double one. No! <laughs> so Feels bad. So I, I, well, I, I actually yeah. sat there and I'm like, I'm so sorry, man. Like I, I'd never experienced a double one yet. So like I was just a positive double one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is my first mm. positive double one, and I'm like, wow, that that sucks. Um, I and that meant that why Spoon quit. Like, they could just come back, <laughs> and then they killed one of the Reaver units. I think that's what they're called. But it also meant that like I got one whole more round of shooting at with the Devastators. Decimators. Thank you. <laughs> and <laughs> so <laughs> they could shoot oh. in more and just weaken more shit. And it worked really well because he kept on just throwing heroes at the decimator unit, and the decimator unit was always like, "Okay, that that hero is now dead. Okay, now that hero is dead." <laughs> so they they're just a really good shooting unit that also fights well in combat and has a ridiculously high nerve and isn't that expensive. Like I just think two sixty is not cheap. Oh, okay, yeah, well, <laughs> sure. But I feel like for that price, there. So right. how did that game end? Like, what was the score on that one? Well. He wrecked that flank, I wrecked the other flank, and the Senna survived. So, in the end, I got 1,500 points and he got like 600 or something. So, I absolutely devastated his army. But because nothing in my list is worth like unit strength... He or maybe me. he killed the ones that did have units. Yeah. Well, no. So, I got a really, really unlucky nerve roll and it meant that he could counterattack my Lesser Obsidian Golems. So, yeah, it, it would have been a bit different. I suppose different. you could argue that given that he'd got the oh, number one, maybe that was... Absolutely. <laughs> like, it, that's what I mean. It was such a tight game yeah. everywhere. Like, it, it sounds like it a was, good game. It was the best game I played all weekend. And I, Clint, as well, if you're listening, um, just thank you so much for teaching me and <laughs> taking the time to actually just go, no, this person's new. Let's, like, let's explain things. Let's go, actually, mm. no, you think about this. You could do this. And mm. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you got my spot boat from Shaw. Uh, but, yeah, no, so he beat me and it was 14-7. Hmm. Good game. And Andrew, you asked. So we were having lunch before this game. And as we walked back into the venue, I turned to Benson and I said, oh, invade. You're always going to want first turn on this. You, I can't think of a time when you're not going to take first turn. So I was matched up against Ed Ham- Hamachek. Sorry if I've butchered your Ed? last name there. Ed? Ed, we shall call him. Um, yes, playing Forces of na- Nature. Uh, his list had... Sort of a, a whole bunch of forest shamblers, 
and then a, a few Hunters of the Wild Regiment mm. and Centaur Bracerider Regiments. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of these scout, yep. scout, yeah, so they, they moved forward. So he scouted up quite a long way. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, yeah. Scouted up quite a long way and sat behind a hill. It's so, quite intimidating when forests just rock up 12 inches in front of you at the start of the game. Yeah, particularly when I had just finished saying, I have to get to the other side. I'm taking first <laughs> turn no matter what. So to make matters worse, he had quite correctly positioned them behind a hill. Mm. So I couldn't see him to charge him. But if I moved forward onto that hill to be able to like charge, then he would charge first. Mm-hmm. So either way, after vehemently pledging to always go first, I won the role and gave him first turn. <laughs> so, which ended up actually being a good move, I, I think. So I, I was able to always have to go first. Yeah, I was able to anvil tank a few of those uh, regiments probably better and then get once once the grind was going, mm. Morgoth is an absolute legend for the grind. His drain life 9 is all about the grind. Keeping things healthy. I, I, I swear he as was... As healthy as an undead thing can be. Yeah. yeah. Morgoth yeah. was repeatedly screwing me in that, that previous loss game I was talking about as yeah. well. Yeah, Morgoth, Morgoth was just out of control, particularly this game. I think the undead ended up more alive by the end of it than they did at the start. Wow. So, yeah, there was a few times where he'd come in but, but not quite do enough damage and then the grind was on and I'd, I'd win that. One particularly stupid moment on my part was cleverly walking my or flapping my dragon up to kind of line up a few flank charges seeing that nice. he was hidden behind some trees so that that's good the trees forest shambles were, or actual forest no forest real forest terrain ah, forest right, okay. yeah, Not yeah. there were forest trees. shamblers sure. behind and there was a forest and then there was a dragon and it was probably all of eight inches total between but they couldn't see me mm. now what kind of undead general forgets entirely about the spell surge? Yes, mm. a bad one. <laughs> Me. So the forest shamblers shambled on into the forest, had a little surge, straight in the flank. And mm. yep, my all, all the grand plans for that dragon were put on a uh, three-turn hold as we well done. slowly ground out <laughs> each other. And... Luckily, I, I also won that grind. So I, I can't remember if Ed got particularly unlucky or, or whatever. Maybe the army's just, you know, he's a bit of a grindy army and I was a bit more grindy. So I beat him in his own game or something. But it was, it was, it was a pretty fun game. I really enjoyed it. And, um, but I did end up getting the win. I think it was 17-4 overall for that one. Nice yep, 17-4. All right, okay. so that was day one. We got to hang out with Ronnie for a bit. Yeah, our during, boy Ronnie. During the lunch break. CEO of Mantique. Mantique. <laughs> Got our rule books signed, so that was nice. Yeah, we did Funny too. film. That was cool. A few photos and whatever else. Had a few beers with him afterwards as mm-hmm. well. At the pub, yep. Uh, at the pub with um, all the lads as well. Poor bugger looks dead tired. No, we were all a bit buggered, <laughs> I think. But yeah, I, I was hungover as a moose. <laughs> I think just, <laughs> How hungover are moose? Quite. <laughs> oh, all the time. Yeah. It's okay. like perpetual they hungover. Yeah. yeah. So I was feeling a little rough the whole day, frankly. Mm. And, and so was, you know, so were all of us. Which is why we didn't extent. record after day one. Yes, why we didn't. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we I, were just too maggoted. The, by the real lesson here is that the minimum alcohol concentration of a Bentsburg beer is 7%. Right? It just it climbs from there. 
Just careful. Indeed. So, so the day before the tournament. Sensible <laughs> number of beers with an unsensible amount of alcohol in them. <laughs> and got pretty drunk, quite honestly. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Saturday was a hangover fest. But then we did yeah, we had another few drinks that night, but uh, managed to keep it sensible enough such that on the Sunday Feeling we refreshed. weren't quite as brutal. And mm. we all went up two and one despite our uh, mm. our various levels of hangovers. So who was the day one winner? So Vivian was in the lead. Vivaluni. The uh the, yeah. You were in the top 20% for sure at the end of the day. Oh, right? yeah. No, I was nine. Yeah. And how were you feeling about that with your bet? Um, I wasn't too worried. You weren't too worried with his current position at that time? I was mildly worried. <laughs> but uh, I thought, you know, what goes up must come down. Viv! Too high! The wings had melted and Icarus was on his way down. <laughs> anyway, so we... Uh, but nevertheless, like a, a very admirable showing after day one. I mean, if that if it had been a three-game tournament, there it is. You would have lost. Ninth out of 60-whatever. 65. For his first tournament. So Ooh, full yeah. credit to Viv. Like, that's a that's an awesome... But there score. was a day two. There was indeed. So, feeling much better than the day before. I was actually feeling quite chipper. Uh, we came into round four. Plunder was the first scenario. I was up against Tim and his orcs. Played him a couple of times. Was it orcs? No. It was Kings of Men. That's it. Had hordes, had hordes of dudes, uh, the hitting on fours and winning on uh, with crushing one with defense three. Were they green? No, probably humans. I think he was playing yeah. orcs the last time I played him in convict. That's why. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Lots of flying stuff as well. So like two generals and a Pegasus dude and two mammoths and a giant. So uh, I'll get this man another port. This one, I felt like I just got diced off. Often, like I, one of my minces will get into his hordes. I did 17 damage in one round of combat, plus brutal, didn't take it off. And then I would do the same thing with other units, and then I'd just need a six, maybe a five, and didn't take them off. And this, this consecutively happened, and I was getting a bit miffed. Like, even just a knight troop, I tried three rounds of combat and shooting, and they just survived. <laughs> and it felt like, what, what can I do? But I did get a bit of justice at the end. That severely damaged horde... It was like the last turn. Like, bugger it. I was get my wizard. I just had a wizard and a standard bearer left. Lightning bolt. One wound. One damage. Take it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's so efficiency. Felt a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, one damage. Take it off. <laughs> I love it. But I w- couldn't score anything because of plunder, and I ended up with a one to twenty loss on that one. Ooh. It was Ooh. quite a thwacking for me. Mm, must have had sore butt cheeks after that move more than just butt cheeks it was my legs were hurt and my throat was hurt and everything Rocky, was wrong John yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh well can't win them all so <laughs> uh plunder round four huh so this is the one you didn't explain the uh scenario but this is the one where you have plunder. to Look it up in the rule book. Right. do the stuff five loot counters yeah that's all on the center line but two of the loot counters are worth two and yep. two are worth oh, sorry the, the other three are worth one uh, and as it turned out in my game against Damo, who's a Team Shed character, uh, they're villains from Melbourne, little group of Kings of War players, mm. pretty indisputably good players. I think they were about half the Masters or something, those guys. So they're, they're definitely a powerful crew of uh, super nerds. I played Damo, um, lovely bloke, met him a couple of times at events and stuff, but I hadn't played him before. This game was the game where I got just really lucky. Where I said that game a couple of games ago, I had some quite poor luck. This was the other way around. This mm. was a, a very fortunate game on my part. We, we both. Uh, I was also for some reason playing really slowly. I ran out of time in this game. Went to seven and I didn't get a seven. Not that it would have would have really done anything in seven, but uh, 
ran out of time right at the end of turn six, which is unlike me. Quite often I run the clock low, mm. but but very rarely do I completely run out of time. And this this one, I guess I was just too sloppy with my time management. And uh, I don't know, I think we both played pretty well. It was a tight game, a tough game. It felt like a Masters game. He's a Masters player and it you could you could tell. He played really nicely. And despite the fact that I got quite lucky early with a few things getting I kept wavering his little flappy bird dudes it's like he was playing I didn't say I suppose but he was playing salamanders, salamanders. Yeah. interesting list a uh, few fire dudes few sal- I don't know I haven't played salamanders <laughs> ever before except once against Chris a million years ago and it's completely different meta yeah. salamanders are so different now they're one of the most changed armies I reckon and most improved armies in fact in uh, third edition but yeah he had a bunch of stuff salamander stuff and it involved two flying characters. Mm-hmm. And one of them in particular was really critical to a flank where he was... It, that was the flank that he'd stacked more, while I'd flank stack the other one more. And uh, he really needed this flying lizard friend to get in the front of my units and just hold them up, deal with them, so that he could then clean up the flank, mm. in a nutshell. And I wavered it three times in a row with just my lightning bolt from old mate. <laughs> I mean, they're only like 11, 13 or whatever, mm. but... I got like three damage, rolled an eight to waver them, turn one, and then he'd heal it or whatever, and then i just waver it again and waver it again. Mm. So I wavered it three times. But he got his revenge, this little lizard bastard, because he charged the front of my shock troops uh, in about turn five or something, and you know he's got like four attacks or something. He's not going to kill them. But he did like a couple of wounds, whatever. And then I countercharged, and he'd, he'd already taken several damage from yep. being lightning bolted all game. So despite all the wavers being quite handy for me, I'd never actually broke him. So he went in and then they double wound him. So <laughs> they did a million damage and double wound him. Justice so in a way. That then got, yeah, it was kind of. Uh, they then got flanked and taken off as a result of that, which <laughs> lost me an objective, which was quite troublesome. Mm. So I had the three central objectives and the two side ones with the ones worth two points. So they were the ones getting contested. Mm. So this created a very swingy scenario where it was th- it could have been five to two, my three in the middle, one on the flank and then he gets the other one right Mm. it could have also been if he gets both four to three or obviously it could have been you know seven zip yeah and i was in a position where it looked as though i was going at the end of turn six i was basically six one up right i had them all Mm. but i'd had to move my demon in a really awkward position where if it went to seven he was going to get munched and he was going to and he was on the two-point objective Furthermore, that that was also the turn in which the double one occurred. So in did go to seven. He oh, got the demon. Right. It was tyrants that hit the demon in the butt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, oh, it, he he was totally stuffed if it went to seven. Like he was he wasn't wounded, I think, but it doesn't matter. He got like ninety attacks in the rear or whatever. Like he was he was dead. <laughs> uh, so he but he was chilling on the turn, on the two point objective, and the shock troops who had just fluffed it against the goddamn flappy bird hmm. had had you know put their basically their objective in jeopardy as well so then it did go to seven he got the got the demon lord got the little unit and therefore it went from a six one swung back to a four three Mm -hmm. in my favor but i'd also been really jammy on the other side and so it sound, uh, the way I painted that, it made it sound like it was quite poor luck on my part. But actually, I'd had several just really lucky moments throughout the yeah, game. Yeah. And that's the only reason I was in that position to be in the first place, to be clear. And so, so then on the other side, I, uh, I just got jammy as hell and killed his, his big unit of super hardcore defense six guys with my rat, big, big old rat 
friend? Mutant rat, rat fiend. Rat? I could never remember what that guy was Mutant called. rat fiend. <laughs> mutant rat fiend. <laughs> the same as Viv. I can't remember what any of you was called. I'll just correct everyone. It's all right. Exactly. <laughs> you, Someone's you got to know. I did like six wounds to them all together uh, after, over a couple of rounds and then just tend, double tend them. Ten and ten. Nice. I can't even remember in so many games of Kings of War in recent memory. I cannot remember a time where I've like double tend mm. something. But I did. There you go. Out mm. they went. And that allowed me to turn around and force that second objective into mm. my favor. So anyway, it went up 4-3. Uh, could have been 6-1. But I'm kind of glad it did go to turn 7 and was pulled back that far. Because quite frankly, it wasn't a 6-1 game. Like it was a closer yeah, it, game it than that. And I'd been close, cheesy yeah. and lucky earlier. Yeah. So if it ended 6-1, it would have been not reflective of the actual result. That was kind of like my game with, with that round. It didn't... I mean, it was close. But because I just couldn't finish it off, it didn't feel like a... 21 game yeah right yeah. yeah yeah and sometimes that can happen with that four plus it but at least like i was winning on six i was still winning on seven but but by a much narrower margin mm. so i didn't get four plus off um and yeah jammy game this was the game where i got really lucky it in direct contrast to the game <laughs> a couple of games before where i got really unlucky so you know happy days in the end 14 7 i believe hmm. a losing win that is is it no, no that's, that's just, just that's a win. straight win that's the most standard win possible yeah yeah yep. yep. All right, Viv, your four. So, my four was against Bruce Tobin. He was playing ogres, and by ogres, I mean ogres with guns and lots of them. Yeah, that's his ogres. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, he, but he took... no, this, this ogre list had three ogre shooters and an ogre boomer horde. Yep. And that's then, a lot more guns than the normal And then two ogre, warlocks yeah. that just lightning bolt shit and get extra lightning bolts depending on how many hordes are nearby. Mm-hmm. A, a hero, I can't remember his Grok name, Argonaut. but I'm just going to call him D3. Call him Grok. Mr. D3. And boy, did he give me the D3. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> oh, oh. Grok punch. Uh, yeah, for sure. And then, yeah, there may have been one, uh, two other heroes that I'm just not sure about. I could be wrong about that. Anyway, it was like super elite. I'm talking like seven, eight drops, like really small numbers. And it was the objective where you just got to put the things on the line and then like mm-hmm. pick them up, right? Yep. So Yeah, the loot tokens. Yeah, because he had so few drops and he had to deploy first. He had that item where it's like you have to deploy one plus D3 things. Gem of scrying. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really rate... I, I think he probably built his list around that thing, right? So yeah, I the elf guy had the same I thing. Can, Similar situation, low yeah. drops, D3 things. And he got the three. Yeah. It's just D3, I think. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, uh, it's one plus D3. So I'll just go through his list. He had a horde of boomers, two hordes of shooters, two uh, a horde of siege, two hordes of siege breakers, and then two warlocks and Uh Wait, because uh, a battle, battle scribe list thing. One boomer, shooter, 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 siege breaker. Yeah, three, yeah, three, three hordes yeah. of shooters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not... M- many two three four five six hordes and then three characters yeah yeah it's a, it's a small yeah. small army but as, yeah. as viv says that's an obscene yeah. amount of shooting still more unit strength than your army yeah probably <laughs> so yeah so he had that d3 plus one drops thing and he used it immediately which meant i had to deploy like four things at once and i was like oh okay that's because i had to do that he, he now got a lot of like scope on shooting and because all the shootings like range 30 except for the boomers which are range 12 mm-hmm. yeah that, that was a bit worrying however i kind of I, I refused to flank so i put stuff in the middle and then he kind of put stuff on the side but then i deployed all my strength on one side and i knew i was just going to wreck the right flank it was mm-hmm. absolutely mine and because he put all of his shooters like literally on his back line there was no way they were ever going to get to the objectives right i don't and, know they, because they, I had, they're speed six yeah they're speed six but there's so much train on the table they're always going to be hindered or whatever so he 
Uh, and I also had hills, which meant I pretty much always had cover. There, was, there were hills everywhere. So all I needed to do was sit on the middle line, which I got to almost immediately, and just let him shoot me, right? Just let me let him hit me on sixes. Yep. And he will never, he'll never get the objectives. And if he comes too close to get them, I kill him. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. And I completely wrecked the right flank. I should have done it sooner. I got really unlucky there, but I, I eventually got there. It took me maybe a turn longer than it should have. And, and also, I learned what... Bar- Grok? Yeah, Mr. D... <laughs> He, he walks up to my Supreme Ironcaster on Great Winged Halfbreed, also known as Jeff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's just like, oh, I'll, I'll do a casual 12 to 16 words. And I'm like, fuck me. Just what so, the this hell? Is somewhere in that range. I didn't even, like, I look at his list and I'm like, okay, cool. Th- like three characters. I'm expecting that thing to go in, have six attacks, be crushing straight. Kind no, of crushing this is three, And hit on threes. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I, I can take a charge from that thing. And then he's just like, oh. And he just kept on rolling dice. And I'm like, what, what's going on? <laughs> Why didn't anybody warn me? <laughs> Blast D3. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and then, yeah, I was like, oh, no. But I had the heavy iron Your obsidian goal. golem. Sorry. And that thing is probably my MVP for the entire tournament. Like, yeah. he, he, he's up there with the decimators. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's, he's never been disappointing um, Except for I only figured out He had Fearless 19 Until game 5 I thought it was Fearless 17 Before that Because I just Jeez, assumed Jesus. It was the same Fearless as the lesser And he was still great goals for He you, was so. still <laughs> smashing face Sounds like he needs it, a nerf Back down to Dash 17 It doesn't then, matter <laughs> like, He's you know? so good Anyway um, It's the Strider It really helps them Anyway yeah. So Yeah so I, I kind of I realized once I had that flank locked down, like maybe I could be a little bit more aggressive and actually go for a bigger win instead of like sitting in the middle. So I moved up some chaff to make sure he couldn't countercharge my grotesques. And then I put the grotesques in a position where there was no way he could get out of their way. And, and then I could start mopping stuff up because of the way like the angles were, he just couldn't see them, which meant he'd have to turn to see them and then only hit them on sixes. And I'm thinking he's already committed to shooting the lesser obsidian golems a lot. He kind of want to finish them off. Like you think you, you really do want to finish them off. Because he's hitting them on sixes. And if you leave them alone, they can regen them So sixes and then fours, right? Mm. Oh, no. Well, the lesser obsidian golems don't have regen. But yeah, the grotesques do. Yeah. So I I put them on the hill. I force that thing. And I'm like, cool. You know, it's very unlikely he's going to do 16 to 18 hitting on fives. But the other one was hitting on sixes. And, you know, 30 inch range. Coming up. And (laughs) and, um, yeah, no, he fucking obliterated the unit. Like he did 14 wounds after just hitting on fives, wounding on fours. And I'm just like, oh my God, I've made a mistake. <laughs> all I had to do was sit there. That's all I had to do. But no, I was like, nah, let's punch some dick. <laughs> but no, no, I couldn't help myself. So he obliterated that unit and he did that with only two of them. The other ogre shooter then turned around and obliterated the lesser obsidian golem. And then that was the same term that... Br- Grok. Yeah, Grok <laughs> obliterated that. So in that one turn, it went from me just going, I've already won this game, like significantly I've won this game, to oh, I just lost, lost a thousand game. points. <laughs> <laughs> and not like I expect to lose something. It was these healthy things died. Yep. And, and that's when I was like, okay, I've now, I'm actually fucked. <laughs> So I, I still managed to keep the flank that I devastated and he then did some stuff to get all the way up and there wasn't really much I could do about it. Also, my, my mortars, again, did nothing. Like I, I, I love them. I love how they can be world-ending, but I don't think they suit my playstyle because I'm not capable of rolling fives or sixes. <laughs> <laughs> 
And um, so that ended up being another 14-7. So like it was, it was still close. He only won the objective by one point and we killed a lot of each other's staff. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Awesome. Andrew. So I got to play Pavel. I won't try and say his last name, but Swordmaster from the world-famous blog mm-hmm. who plays MS, uh, multiple small units, MSU elves. So I had the enjoyable puzzle, which I... I haven't played of so many units on the yeah, table I trying played to figure out how an to MSU stop things. Yeah. Army. I haven't played one. I haven't like, played against personally, one. or I played it against one. So yeah, they're I so had, rare in Kings of War. I would have loved to give it a shot. Yeah, actually, I've never never really played but proper like, MSU. Either. Like you've said offline, it's kind of intimidating when you write a list and you think, "Hang on, this, this nothing exactly." Nothing when you, when you, it's, it's nothing just just I've, looked, I've looked to write the list and then I finish them and they they look really bad on paper I don't know why I have this thing in Kings of War where I write a list and I, I look at it on paper and I'm like nah it seems to be weak it's missing a lot of things <laughs> and then when I look at opponents lists every game across the table when I look at their list I'm like oh man this is going to be so hard that list looks really good <laughs> well yeah. I, I saw it had the MSU list and to you it had a million drops and you know just regiments of they're all regiments there's heaps of unit strength and they're all so fast so I had this fun puzzle to solve of come back here you pointy-eared elf bastard (laughs) but in the end probably a a similar thing when i i held the tokens and when i was attacked i there just wasn't enough damage to to kill me and then the grind Mm. was on Mm. and as soon Mm. as there was one flank in particular where my revenant cav who were absolute mvps this game they just ground out against some dracon riders yes probably sure because he actually takes, like, he really commits to his MSU. Like, he mm. actually takes a regiment of Dracon Riders, I yeah. imagine. No, yep. Not a horde. Like, yeah. every other elf player on the planet. No, no. There was, there was actual legitimate regiment. Only three of them yeah. on the base. <laughs> yeah. um, on the base I, yeah. I didn't know. I, I thought he'd had to saw him in half or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. Where's your others, mate? It's like the, the, the ogre. The ogre uh, regiment, the fabled ogre regiment. Yeah, yeah the three ogres. You ever seen mm. one? No. <laughs> they just don't exist. Apart Mythical. from berserkers, but that's a different story. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So the cavalry, yep. the revenant cav, they 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 grounded out. Morgoth was drain lifing and kept them. He, they probably took twenty wounds and ended up hmm. the ended the game on full life. Mm. Uh, wow. There was a a really big role. Man, Morgoth's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really big role on turn five-ish yeah it must have been turn five where i wavered some palace guard who were about to flank the rev cav who had a two had a two point objective or or something Either, either way they got wavered and then i was able to then get them next turn with the drain life of morgoth plus the rev cav charge so ended up i had the two tokens that were worth two and he had the three that were worth one which probably makes sense since i was playing 11 drops and he had probably about 1100 um (laughs) it was uh, it was it was a fantastic game was so fun to to figure out the puzzle in my head and and i'm sure he was having a similar puzzle of how do you wear down the brick you know like he's got all these little little droplets of water how do you erode the brick so that it actually breaks in the end, I got up, but it was a, a minor victory. A, you know, a standard victory is fourteen seven, and I only won thirteen eight because he actually killed more than more than I did. He got a point back for attrition, but mm. yeah, a, a fantastic game close. and um, re- really. 
good to play against as well. So yeah, yeah. that's fun, a, man. A great game to start off uh, day two for me. Mm-hmm. So recap at the end of game four. Yeah. I am three wins and a loss. I You're am on two and two. Two and two. I'm three wins and a loss as well. Yeah. Three wins and a loss as well. well. Doing well. Uh, and Viv is, I believe, two, two and, two and two as well. Yeah. So after, again, airshipping nice and high in the first two games, uh, yeah, things started, started to, to fall crash apart. to earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was some debris coming off that ship. Indeed. Yeah. All right. Round five was push. I was up against Jeff and I've played him once before and remember it being very, very, very cagey, very tight and like came down right to the wire at the very, very end. And... I was kind of kicking myself with this one. I timed out on turn seven where my uh, Cav Horde charged his Ironclad troops. So they're just a normal dwarf who were holding all three push tokens, loot tokens. And I timed out when I was rolling for damage and kind of rolled it out afterwards and mm. I would have taken them off to bring it back to a draw. But it was very cagey. Everything was super tight. Bit upset with one of my blasters, my Goblin Boom Wagons, mm. hitting a uh, Shield Breaker Horde in a flank hitting five times and with all my blasts only did nine wounds so oh, no. that was yeah, sad that um, should have been a taken off board but it wasn't like five d6 hits yeah yeah so you'd get what max 30 yeah up to like i don't know 17 18 on average mm-hmm. yeah crikey yes <laughs> that's, that was fun if it was me you would have got 36 yeah probably yeah. and you would have been crying about it yeah yeah probably <laughs> but um yeah there's not much to report everything was super tight he played really really well i think i just stuffed up a bit there and i don't know maybe my army makes me roll too many dice with all the minces and whatnot and that's why i timed out but that's what happened and it ended up very close uh we killed very sim- i think it was only 35 point difference in terms of the amount of stuff killed oh wow so super, super close. close there and then went down 14 7 Wow, a lot of close games happening this round hmm. so round five push i was against michael uh I don't recall what his last name is. Maybe you've got it because it's probably several Michael. Yeah, but probably. I, I really like this guy. He's my jam. He's my, he might be my new Kings of War boy Geld. after Tony. Michael Guild? G-E-L-D. Geld. Okay, Michael Geld. So I love his army. He has Varinger, which I've only played once ever before. So this is very... And it was a completely different army, that mm. army back in the day. Mm. So, you know, I was quite unfamiliar with his army. But he's got all these really old school figures and unlike a lot of those old school figure armies that just, you know, look a bit old, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just looks good old. It looks nostalgic old right. and it's nicely Not painted. And I just loved his army. I really liked the way it looked on the table. And the game, this is one of the best games of Kings of War I've ever played. Like mm-hmm. I just had such a good time this game. It was so fun. And it was tight as hell. Both of us were just bricking this entire game. Like... Like, because it was so tense. And honestly, I had Michael on the back foot after the end of, I want to say, two. I took a big charge on two and, like, basically ran over his middle mm. and then reformed in a nutshell. So this was the loot tokens in, in the push in which you have to get the loot tokens over the opposite side and yep. you start to deploy them in your own army. Both of us put all three loot tokens on, like, our regiment on our far flank. However, I had a lot more influence on his regiment than he did on mine. Mine walked over and never even looked like being threatened for the whole game. Mm. The closest unit was an infantry unit like 24 inches away or something. (laughs) So I had no doubt that I was up with those six points, I guess. And then it was a a case of the middle one and can he get his three over. Mm. So after getting up a bit early and really Michael was on a back foot, like he needed to do something. He needed to maneuver his butt off Mm. and get out of the situation. And he really did. He manoeuvred brilliantly, I thought. Uh, I think 
95 out of 100 players in his position that I put him in at the end of turn two would have not only lost but got rolled from mm. that point on. But he he manoeuvred really well. It turns out these he had a uh, I didn't go through his army, but he had a horde of these these dudes. I don't unfortunately I don't know what they're called, but they're the Varanger like large infantry characters. They got Pathfinder and Nimble, so very maneuverable and movement eight. Even though they're eight Nimble's pretty good regiments. and Pathfinder, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're they're like they're like werewolves with Pathfinder, and he may have given them the caterpillar potion. I'm not sure. So were they the the mounted sons of? No, no, they were they were large. Uh, they were like ogre-sized critters. Okay, fallen, fallen. That's them. Yeah. Anyway, how many attacks are those fallen motherfuckers got? No, I don't know. A bunch. I thought you had them in front. No, of no, you. no, no. Okay, no. <laughs> just make just the name. Just the uh, name. Just the he, name. He put a brew of strength on it by the looks of the list. Yeah, but I had him in like a, a really good spot where I was. Uh, they were like an inch in front of my shock troops, and I was ready. I was just sort of daring them to charge, basically. And then I just thought I will win this grind eventually. And I had other units available to support. Uh. And he just did the 90 degree pivot, move 18, straight through the forest. Doesn't matter because I'm nimble and uh, Pathfinder. Mm -hmm. Man. Uh, And then he did a bunch of other maneuvers, which were quite clever as well. And then I made a colossal mistake, which is a tiny mistake, but had colossal consequences, whereby after beating something in the charge, like some chaff or whatever, I rotated my shock troops like a degree not far enough. And they were still in the arc of some mounted sons to get charged in the rear. So the Mounted Suns had their rear and probably shouldn't have. All I needed to do was rotate them a bit further. I kind of just eyeballed it, and which is unlike me. I'm pretty good at getting the arcs out normally, but mm. not this time. So they clearly had a rear charge. I needed to rotate about an extra inch. Uh, they got up their butt. And I, even then, I didn't really mind. I was like, it's fine. doesn't matter. I'll just jump on the three objectives, which he dropped in order to make that charge. Ooh. So like, this is a cunning move on his part. He's got the three objectives in my half. And he's like, and I stopped 11 inches away. Now, you don't get wild charge with loot tokens. We knew this. Oh, we looked at right. Okay. So no he doesn't have no wild charge. Board. So he's only got movement five. So I'm like, you can't charge. Mm. And I knew that he could drop the counters because we discussed at it. At any point. He could drop the counters to make the charge. No, it's like, a starting movement, yeah. I'm happy for you to drop the yeah. counters and make the charge because then you drop the counters and you know we're near the ch- bloody counters anymore. You know. So, But he did do that move. And, and I'm not sure if to this moment really if that was the right move or not but he did it and then he got his fallen all the way around my demon who was trying to protect my rat fiend and got into him so the big old big old rat beastie is fearless 20 standing next to the demon so fearless 18 rally 2 mm-hmm. and inspired and he went through it in one round in the front so they're hitting on threes with 18 attacks 18 attack hitting on threes mm, crushed two team. so they, they weren't on twos yeah. but that's what like 10 wounds on average He's fearless twenty yeah. with rerolls. Yeah, so he did. He did like sixteen wounds or something. Yeah, and took it off. Like just an amazing roll. And both of us were looking at each other like, "What the hell? How did that happen?" <laughs> and then what that allowed him to do was rotate around and face the loot yeah. tokens. So I was moving onto the loot tokens with my demon, and it was looking like this is going to be a either a six nil or a mm-hmm. seven nil, based on what happens in the middle. If I get these loot tokens, and then you get held up for a single round by my giant buddy Fearless 20 monstrosity, then we're, we're still good. So I was, I was happy despite my big mistake, mm. but wasn't to be. He turned around, then charged the rat fiend in the last turn and took him off. Similarly, in the middle, I had a couple of opportunities to break his unit. Didn't quite get there. Just fell, just rolled a little under average and fell short of him. He didn't get the middle one, but it also meant that I couldn't get the middle one. Right. So that was a wash. So it was three all draw. 
And because because of the way I you know maneuvered to sort of put my balls on the line, so to speak, to get those counters, I ended up going way down on the points. Like I lost the Rat Fiend yeah. in the last turn. I lost the yep. Demon Lord in the last turn. Uh, so it went down 1830 to 695 on attrition, which meant it was a losing draw. Hmm. So eight points to 12. Hmm. But Pretty close. I tell you what, like, yes, he got some lucky dice toward the end, but Mike played his absolute tits off and needed to to get himself back into that position. He, got, he, he played for the win in, in a spot where lots of people would have just given up. Yeah. And that's part of what... And like both of us were like so tense for a lot of the game because it was all these styles. I was just like, oh shit, it goes this way or that way. It's going to be a big deal. Uh, such a good game. So yeah, draw, awesome game. Good. Viv. Cool. So just a bit of pretext. This is the one game that I absolutely deserve to lose. And... And the main reason for that is... Just one. Just the one. Game. Just the one. <laughs> oh, well... Like Wait, the, count them. Count them. How many? No, yeah, one. Yeah, one. Yeah, one. One. Yeah. one. No, this Everything the, else was This is the one where I'm like... Or... No, no, no. Well, the, the last one was luck. Like, just <laughs> deleted three things for free. The... <laughs> Bit of sodium but, there. But this, this game was one of those games where actually my inexperience was compounded by my inability to deal with 10 units that fly. <laughs> and then the rest of his list. So who were you up um, against? I, I'm trying to find the name now. Give me a sec. Terry Chapman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was actually uh, just a really good guy as well. We we sat and we talked for maybe like an hour and a half after the game and just about random stuff. Oh, right? really cool. So the, the second I saw what his list was, I was just going, oh, I'm having flashbacks to like Chaos Flyer lists in Fantasy where you just can't really control mm. everything. They have such good mobility that they can just pick all the charges and everything always gets a flank charge because you go wide enough and even though it looks like it's in your face, it doesn't matter. They, they go 20 and it's going to hit a flank just because there's 10 of them and they go wide enough, right? So he was running a Night Stalker army with 32 unit strength. Yeah. 32? 12, 12. That 12 is... That is literally... Butcher's Horde, Butcher's Horde, Doppelganger's Regiment, Doppelganger's Regiment, Phantom's Regiment, Phantom's Regiment, Phantom's Regiment, Phantom's Regiment, Phantom's Regiment. That wow. is so soul many Three Soulflayer regiments. That's there you more go. than double the unit strength of the previous army you faced. Yeah. Wow. Either way, um, it had a, a billion... It had way more than three Soulflayers. Like, the Soulflayers were the, like his list. They, he had way more than that. No, he had three. I just read it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, he had a lot of units. Whatever. Yeah. How'd it go? Yeah. Not well. Um, <laughs> so... So I, I started by going, okay, I don't really know how to deal with this. Let's kind of go back to my old strategy days. And I was thinking, let's just sit in a corner and just kind of pray that he can't get all the flank charges because there are no ways to land on my flanks. Mm. But then halfway through my deployment, I don't know, I had a seizure. I just kind of <laughs> forgot what my plan was. <laughs> Blinded. <laughs> yeah. And um, again, because my shooting is going to be useless in this, and it was, I didn't hit once. I... I decided to put like a couple of threats on one of my flanks so we had to go deal with them. So my grotesques and my half braids went way off and then everything else sat in one corner. Mm. And I'm like, okay, go on. You have to divert some things to go deal with those units. But I, I also moved up the half braids a bit sillily and I, I moved up the, the other unit. But then he just used Windblast 5 on like all of his units to then like push them back into place, oh, yeah. which was really funny. So they may not have, they, like there was no point moving them forward. So I couldn't project the threat there. <laughs> Yeah, and those troops of flyers yeah. have wind blast all of them. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. wind blast is all like so rare. useless most of the Better time. Better than hex. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. So what what it what it let him do wind is wind blast is a bit underrated. I push okay. my unit 
out of it so it couldn't charge yeah. by pushing it off the hill. Yep. So yeah. it had no How often does it come down to a few inches? Yeah. Well, well, no, it does when you've got three different units that do it on. No, I'm saying how often, as in, oh, to, as okay. if to imply, it comes. It yeah. is often. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, you're, you're so, absolutely right. It's <laughs> it's always about <laughs> the, the yeah, little movements. Yeah. So um, I didn't have any like way of projecting threat using his words mm. because he pushed the unit back that could punish things if they went for all the flank charges. But then on top of that, because it pushed the stuff back, everything moved up. I couldn't move forward anymore because that unit would just die, right? So I decided to kind of like leave my hero there and then kind of push back and be a little bit more cagey. But I didn't really realize, and this is one of, I made this mistake again in my last game, but I need to stop eyeballing 20 and going, yeah, that's too far away. Measure, always measure. You've always got to measure the 20. Always, Absolutely. always, yeah. always, always. So like, and without fail, he, he made like I reckon most six times you move charges. a unit, you should be measuring from the opponent's unit to that unit. Yeah. Like most times, most times you you move yeah. a unit, you should be going, what's it yeah. in charge range of and yeah. measuring it straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just had so many units. I was like, I was, yeah. I was bamboozled this whole He only had 12 time. units. There's right. only one more than you. <sighs> yeah, no, but when you got loads and loads of flies, <laughs> yeah. I get it. Like, yeah. I don't blame like, you for every, being bamboozled. Everything it's really you get hard into to combat all Yeah, the time. it makes you think a so lot. You, I'm yeah. sitting there and I'm like, oh, okay, if I go to this angle, that's fine and stuff. And then he's just like, I feel like if you've got that many flies, your opponent should have an extra five, ten minutes on the clock yeah. because they, you've, got to, you've got to think so much yeah. moving you. And, um, yeah. and, and that's what happened, right? I made a tiny mistake where he's like, nah, these two are in the flank for these reasons. And that's something I still, I, I genuinely do not understand the flanking, charging, bumping out of contact to then do a pivot immediately to then flank charge something fucking years away. Like, all of that stuff just <laughs> does not sit in my head right because I'm a fantasy player, fantasy Warhammer. Mm. I just, mm. none of it makes sense to me yet. So I need to mm. really get a lot more games to start to, to drill it in. Another option would be to read the, the rule book. That would help oh, I'm not going to read the rule book. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> what a ridiculous suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, just, I thought I was in it's a safe position long. and... <laughs> He just put a thousand painful things into the grotesques, wrecked them. A pain, like, and then he just went all into the uh, the half breeds and the character. And again, so that all died. Everything was twenty inches closer. And then it didn't matter what I did with my flanks. He could always get a flank charge. Mm-hmm. And even though it was like one millimeter flush, like super janky Warhammer Fantasy level cheesy charges on the flank, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, right? It's a it's a flank charge you're in it doesn't matter that you're only in by an inch and the unit's flapping out this side you're still in (laughs) yeah so and just all of those and he just he completely wrecked me because the the flyers and it's it's probably it's probably a game playing that many flyers it is something that you can deal with more easily with experience but it's still it's still hard yeah it's just a hard thing I think for me having not played Warhammer Fantasy and only been playing Kings of War for a well almost a year anniversary with the CanCon dealing with flyers was like one of the the key learning things that mm. made me I can deal with better. one to two to three but when the whole list moves that quick ah oh, it's you can't control you can't you just mitigate you just you try and make the shit storm a bit less shit yeah it's hard yeah. so what was the score at the end I think it was 18-3 oh okay Babe, too close to the sun. <laughs> too close, babe. No, I just, I absolutely deserve to lose that game. There was no way I was winning it. That that one, hands down, doesn't matter what the dice rolls were, he won that. Mm. Like, it doesn't matter. Mm. Mm. All right, Andrew, what do you got? So, yeah, my, my game five was against Peter Ball playing mm-hmm. Dwarfs. Did you have a ball? No. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it was a bad game. And 
I don't want to say it was me being unlucky that lost me the game because that's sort of a thing bad players would say. <laughs> Viv. Yeah, Viv. all right. <laughs> but However, it was, though. <laughs> <laughs> However, I did get fairly unlucky on my dragon. That's having a bad player. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon had something like 50 attacks over the course of the game that were hitting on fours and then wounding on often twos, you know, always at least threes, often twos. And I think we counted up at the end and only did 12 wounds in total. Um, doesn't work. And it just, (laughs) yeah, proving that probability is just a mythical thing made up. Mm. And it it just needed to to kill, it, it was killing a... A dwarf lord with the wings of the honey maze. Yep. Uh, took him three turns to chew through that guy, and then another two turns to not even kill a steel behemoth that had charged in the front. Right. And all I needed to do was, if I killed that steel behemoth, I pick up the loot token that it was holding, toddle it over to the other. I hate those things. Other side of the loot board. Or steel behemoths. <laughs> I, I didn't find it that bad. Are those I, the monster-sized ones, or are they the, they're like- the chariot. Defense six things with guns. Sometimes. Oh yeah, I, I thought. Yeah, I hate those things too. Actually, oh. they're, they're annoying. Yeah, it's a good unit. I was confident that I was happy with the matchup. I was like, yeah, I'll, I've got a lot of crushing here. I'll I'll get this. I'll I'll kill this and pick up that loot token. Walk it over. Get two points. Sweet. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> I I did do something stupid. I my wraiths charged some chaff, killed it but it was sitting on a obstacle and I was like, oh yeah, forward. Mm. So I went forward and then I got charged. But if I had gone backward half an inch instead, he would have been disordered. Mm-hmm. So there was a little grind there that even after a bit of a stupid play, that grind was probably still in my favor because then I had some mm. revenants that came up and tried grinding that same unit so uh, I can't remember exactly what it was but they, they weren't superstar regiment it was just some some dwarf lads um, just the ironclads yeah um, they're like defense five yeah yep, yep yep oh not the not the big horde it was just a, a regiment I think oh, they're only def- the defense four ones oh uh, they're the shield breakers with the crushing yeah, yeah yeah so so it was I mean if my dragon had have killed things properly he could have gone and helped and you know crushed that and and my uh, revenant regiment of just foot soldiers who were carrying a, a token would have. He didn't have a steel behemoth. Still, oh, still juggernaut. That was the that's the defensive character. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's that is what the I was Vanguard thinking fella. actually. Yeah. Because um, because I'd played him at Masters mm. and he was he had those things. In yeah. the because he was a Masters player, that guy. I think oh, if yeah. it's the same he, guy that we're thinking of. Yeah, he played everything else really well. In um, my round yeah. five, like Jeff had three of those steel. Juggernaut characters. Oh, right. such a pain in the butt. Yeah, they, they are pains, those little guys. And they've got decent nerves on them and yeah. they shoot pretty well. Yeah. 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 Oh, they're um, weird. I can't decide if they're great or not, but they're... They're all right. They're good they're little annoying. utility units. I think they're good, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't think they're OP really, but they're good little utility units. Mm. Anyway, you fluffed your attacks against it. It cost yeah. you a lot of and lot And of I was fluffing... Consequences. Fluffing all... A lot of things were fluffing. Those two in so particular. So you're making excuses, yep. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I rolled a couple of real, real jammy waivers though. It couldn't roll any, anything else to save my life. But if I needed a 10 to waiver that unit, yeah, yeah that, that bad waver. boy got a 10. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so it could have been, it could have been much 
worse of a loss for me if I hadn't have rolled one of mm. those trademark 10s and wavered mm -hmm. uh, the big horde that was carrying three tokens just the wrong side of the center line. So mm. he got uh, three points for that yep. instead of six. But in the end, it was a 5-3 uh, in like points, victory points loss to me that I, I, you know, I felt I should have got that left <laughs> flank where there was that mm, issue hindsight. the killing issue you know if that had happened it might have changed it but yeah. but it was uh, it was yet another great game and um Did i think score in, on that one yeah in the uh, tournament points uh, it was a 15-6 loss six. All right. and probably probably fair i didn't play it <laughs> i made some mistakes and against some players mm. you know if you we we're talking about this before as well if you notice mistakes there's for every mistake you notice there's a heap that are of mistakes that you've made that you didn't notice yeah, or unobvious or yeah. not even so much mistakes it's just it you could, just could be have like done that just, better yeah. when yeah. you don't so. rotate a unit more than like one inch further and then they get rearcharged as a result it's a really uh -huh. obvious mistake yeah but, but there's no so one's many that little move, micro <laughs> <laughs> there's so many micro mistakes yeah that you make all the time just small positioning things and stuff that yeah as you say your opponent might not notice even and yeah. you might not notice. Yeah. But um, there's always little ways that you can improve at the game mm. that that uh, yeah. that are proof, I think, that that's why some players consistently win despite these they yeah, don't make many poor luck scenarios that occasionally come up as yeah, we've spoken the, about. The people who keep winning tournaments, they roll the same dice we do, so they no, must they not get dice. lucky all the time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe we need to get their dice then. Mm. You reckon that's the, the right. only yeah. difference is that they've got yeah. the right voodoo Next dice. Next time Tracy comes to the, to an event or whatever, just like switch out his dice bag, just pickpocket him or something. Yeah. But like, oh. got to give the man some dice, so just give him your dice. Yeah. Give, it, give him Spoon's dice. Mysterious. I reckon he'll still win. He'll still dice. win. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last game. We have control. I don't know about you guys, but I was knackered. Kind of losing my uh, enthusiasm after I always the two losses. Game six, always just ready to drop mm. off my chair. I, I wasn't too bad. I yeah, was well, actually... I, I yeah, rally. I, I, I immediately think this is the last one. I start to care less in the last game. Yeah, me too. I was pumped for it until I Normally, saw Empire of Dust, who are my one, Achilles heel. And <sighs> nah, For me, the fifth game is always the hardest because mm. I'm sitting there and I'm tired after the first game and I'm like, Fuck, I have another one after this. That's the demoralizing thing for me. It's always the middle game. Well, I game. felt like I got diced off in round four and then I just was kicking myself in round five. So wasn't too sure I was going to go with round six, but I was up against Mark, who was also playing Goblin. So good thing that even if I lost, Gob Goblins off. would win. <laughs> <laughs> and a, quite a different army to what I was playing. He had, it was like six regiments or maybe five. I don't know. He had a bunch of regiments of spear dudes, regiment of shooters, three troll hordes, a couple of giants and... Smattering of characters, a bunch three of, trombones as well. Uh, shooting, oh, they were trombones. Yeah, squid, yep. they look squiddles. like catapults, but that's because you—that's only because you use them as catapults. Yeah, so they could be trombones just as easily, I guess. I suppose. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so I mean, how does one spit something like forty-five inches away, whatever it is, uh, with a lot very, of force? I guess. Yeah, very yeah. strong throat muscles, yeah. I guess. What a wind pressure. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> with control, we both kind of spread out. He had a very light one side. I think it was just one regiment of spear dudes and a horde of trolls so i just put a horde of rabble some of my more beasts and the character quizlo because he can run through forests and stuff mm -hmm. so he was being annoying and then the other side we just were super heavy i had both my mincers he had all these all the other trolls and the giants and whatnot and it looked like i was going to lose pretty soundly i he, he was faster than me so i thought bugger it. if i got a chance to charge i'll charge ran in did some damage 
things died, but most of my stuff was starting to fall apart at that time, and what was remaining is maybe one Luggett Regiment, which was attacked by a horde of trolls. Mm-hmm. 17 damage and double wand. So my Luggets were standing there pretty devo, but still standing. Mm. And they could counter charge, wavered the trolls so they couldn't charge back in the next turn. And I was like, oh, great, wavered. It's got to do one more. So he started throwing some lightning bolts and Warboy of Kabar and Breath Weapon to try and do one damage on these Luggets because they were already devastated and he failed to wound <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on some, uh, some defense fort fellas madness so they charged the trolls again and took them off yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so this like was this was your lucky game <laughs> yeah. nah, sounds like you really just it outplayed was, it was that double one that, him, that yeah. stuffed him yeah but this also like i charged a giant with a boom wagon hit twice do, did my blasts and only damaged one <laughs> oh, right. that was bit underwhelming but in the end he he just had his characters left he took one corner or two took two corners and i took four so both the central mm-hmm. ones in the opposite corners just because i had like a boom wagon left which which is one unit strength yep. it was oh, just sitting yeah. there didn't do anything but mm. took a took a section and yeah i didn't feel like i should have won that but i did it was 16 5 in the end cheers mark <laughs> well played <laughs> Oh, well, it's good to see the uh, positive side, or not really positive side, but the victory side of the double one for a change. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to see. But I, I could just feel for him because that double one collapsed the entire flank for him. But not only that, but then to follow it up by still failing to kill the unit <laughs> when you really, really should. That's pretty good. And, and killing something else. And yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was yeah. classic double ones there. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, we, someone should talk Change to you. I know, you, I know you listen to this on the plane on the way home. <laughs> He's probably be flying back by now. Uh, seriously, though, get rid of the ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last round for me was against Ken. I was, we were playing the uh, control scenario, as you said, the six quadrants that you're trying to get hold of, especially your opponent's middle one. Mm-hmm. And this was an interesting game. A lot of rules disputes came up in this game, which pretty much never happens to me in Kings of War. Like never. But sometimes it was, one or two times it was him being wrong about something. One or two times it was me being wrong about something. Mm. And each time, like, I learned a little something, something about how the game works. When, like, you think you just know the rules for something clear as day, and then you realize, oh, I've subtly misinterpreted that. And that's, you know, what your problem is? You read the rule book. See, if you just don't know what the rules are, that doesn't happen. You see, but... (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know what the rules are at all, then when your opponent tries to pull a shifty on you, or more to the point, they think it works a certain way, they're not actually trying to pull a shifty, but they think it works a certain way and it turns out it doesn't, and you don't dispute it, you just go, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. Then you get rolled when potentially, you know, it could have worked in your favour, if you know what I mean. So it works both ways. It's a, uh, yeah... I certainly wouldn't recommend to the listeners out there that not reading the rule book. Don't listen to Uncle Viv when it comes to finishing <laughs> in the top three. <laughs> so, so anyway, this game, um, he had a really bizarre orc army with just legions of chariots out the wazoo. Mm-hmm. He had a legion of orc chariots and two legions of... They're not called chariots, but they're... The fight wagons. Similar thing. Fight wagons, is that what they're called? Yep. So those fight wagons are nuts. Yep. 30 attacks. They're basically berserkers 20. on chariots. Yeah, they're mental. But they, they're they also on an enormous base. So I was, yeah. he had those three massive bases lined up against one another. And then also two regiments of or cavalry and uh, guacamole or whatever his name is. Gakamakwak. <laughs> so he, he had a lot of... Basically, it was, it was the cavalry supercharged down the guts kind of manoeuvre. And it looked like 
if I let him get the multi charges because he out distances me a bit overall. Mm. The, one, the saving grace of those uh, those death wagons or whatever is that they're only movement seven, so they're not not quite up there at the eight of a lot of chariots. So you can, to an extent, use that to your advantage. And I had to move super cagely, which is part of the reason I think that the rules disputes were coming up and stuff. Both of us were trying to move cagely because I really needed to him to hit me piecemeal. Mm. And if he hit me piecemeal, one one of these thirty attack monstrosities into the front of one of my hordes or like my rat demon or whatever, anyone in my units almost, I could probably hold and then counterattack. And these like two into one unit and they'll go straight through. These it. fight wagons, one of them had the brew of sharpness, the other had elite. Yes. So they're consistent as hell. <laughs> so even one unit into the front has like a not outrageous chance of just taking hitting just on twos. Killing you. Crushing strength one with thirty attacks. Yep, hitting on twos. That's pretty I know, good. Right? So I would always try to enforce they were hindered. I was, I was aware, particularly with the sharpness one. Yeah. I was aware that, like, you know, it's quite possible they'll just charge straight into the front of a horde and just kill it, mm. which isn't meant to happen with one unit, but they're that good. So I was moving really casually, and to cut a long story short, I did essentially manage to get him to charge piecemeal. Mm-hmm. So he never once charged a unit with two units. Right. And I was able to take his army apart piecemeal in turn. So charge him with a with a cavalry unit, I'd, t- I'd take it off. And he charged him with the um, bloody giant, and then flank charged it. Classic infantry versus cavalry kind of game. Yeah, where he had all the fast stuff, and I had, was slower than him, but was able to counter charge effectively. Anyway, eventually uh, got up fairly convincingly here. Uh, did nearly table old mate Ken. But actually, I was getting a bit sloppy toward the end of the game. I think I was just getting tired and stuff because I forgot. I lost track of the turns. And it was turn six and I hadn't moved into all the available table quarters yet. Yep. Uh, (laughs) I would have had to move things differently the previous (laughs) couple of turns or whatever to get perhaps one more, I reckon. I could have got one more if I'd moved a bit more smartly. Yep. uh, Which would have been worth a tournament point if I had. But in any case, still managed to get up four points to one. Got his, got the two on his, mm-hmm. two other quarters, uh, and he had got one where his like small fry unit beat my small fry unit and claimed that quarter. Right. So a pretty convincing win in the end. There was a few cagey moves and like pseudo rule disputes, which I'm quite unused to in Kings mm-hmm. of War. But it was still a good game overall. And I think he, I didn't mention that either that Ken did double one me at one point. It, it was one of those double ones where like it feels terrible for your opponent because he's got up to 18 or something on this yeah. 16 nerve unit. He's double one that He's like, shit, I'm stuffed now. I need to go through you in the center and I didn't. But actually what happened, I countercharged, did like five wounds or so. Then he killed it the next turn. It meant the shock troops didn't die when they should have, yeah. probably because they would have got flanked or whatever. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, them dying would not have actually changed the result except by attrition. Mm. I still had that quarter regardless. Right. So yeah. I still would have killed that unit. So you look at it and you go, well, it's one of those things that like, depending on which side of the table on, you probably, you would have a different opinion about how devastating that particular double one was. But it was nice to have one against me because it's been, it'd been <laughs> an awfully long time since I last saw an opponent roll a double one. Uh, so that was juicy. And you need that feeling every so often. Indeed. Very give me a bit so. of hope. Give me a bit of, uh, yeah, give me a bit of Marvin Gaye. 17 to four, that game. Hmm. Fair enough. I finally got to play the army that I I might actually start collecting because I've been borrowing this Abyssal Dwarf list. Mm -hmm. And I really like the idea of Basile. Basilea. Thank you. Basilea. (laughs) Basilea. And um, he played a Basilea Alpha Strike list. And this is Don't listen to Hugh for pronunciation. He can't remember his own units. It's Basilea. (laughs) (laughs) Neither can Viv, so... Basilea. Just you do you. Yeah. Yeah, You Um, can say it however you want. It's fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... 
right. Team Alpha Chad Angels. Yep. So this is your and last round, right? Yeah, this is yep. my last round. So too. you're steering the top 20%. <laughs> no. You're steering it down the barrel. You're oh, like, no, well, I needed all I need. Need. For me to, for me to, for me to have got it in the top 20%, I would have needed a 21 in this game. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you got this. So, so, so. My money's feeling pretty comfortable. So. <laughs> It's an alpha strike list He was just telling me And I was like Yeah cool And I'm looking at the list And I'm actually really really confident There was nothing in there That's super scary He, he didn't really have much chaff And it, even his chaff Was like the ground chaff the You look at Kings of War really list good. The opposite way that I and, do I look yeah. at every list And be like Oh my god That list is so scary no, it's And you look at control. every list And be like No it'll be fine I'll create no, that but list it's, it's about knowing What your list does And how to deal with What essentially the list does So yeah two units of infantry And I'm like They're not going anywhere Right yeah, they're, they're, they're gonna get chaff up uh, and do nothing he had two hordes. units of the paladins right and they're both like all the only thing they've got is thunderous two and there's so much terrain on this table and that's the other thing i want to say this table table 16 i just want to shout it out all the terrain was on one side losing that role was so big Ro- losing that right. you get the first turn every game i played it was like a mirror match for terrain right pretty mm. much except for this one game and it mattered so much he got the empty field and i got impeded city <laughs> like, <laughs> like it it oh, was I so shit for me you showed me. i had i had zero zero angles because it was just forests and hills on my side so the artillery couldn't do anything because it couldn't see anything there mm-hmm. were no lines it was it was one solid not see over a ball line in my deployment the whole thing honestly I probably would have chosen that side because there was a nice hill to keep me hidden there was a forest that I could put my whites in to charge out of yeah. it, it, different armies like you showed me the, the map and I thought yeah I could yeah. I'd probably pick well, that side for me it meant that like all my <laughs> fast stuff like will be impeded because there's just no way I can fit anything in there without it sitting and stuff other than putting it all the way forward and it's an alpha strike list right everything in his list either moves 16 or 20 because yep, the other that. thing in his list are the two hordes of the angels you don't and have enough movement two to, angel... to clear the terrain no, completely I, don't. I can't yeah. or, or rather if you you're gonna be you, maybe you do have enough movement but if you do that then you're just going to get like multi charge yes, so exactly. you can't move that far forward yep. yeah. so I had to sit in these things and that, that was ugh and then I had zero firing arcs for any of my artillery because the hills and everything else so that was that was a bit rough and i had my first negative play experience so our first turn went well he he rushed at me and, and you know it was all going well i counter charged a few things and we just got talking and i a bit of my memory lapsed but i accidentally rolled a nerve roll in the shooting phase and then immediately he's like nothing else can shoot and i was like oh really <laughs> and he was like yes nothing yeah. can shoot and Get like, out! Nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's going to be one of those games. When you told like, me this oh. after the game, I was a bit disappointed in your opponent, to be honest, because this does come up in Kings of War reasonably frequently. I think it's human nature, especially since it works the reverse in the combat phase. Where yeah. you've got, and I have done it a million times. I remember, I didn't do it too much in this tournament, but I remember specifically against Damo, I did it like two, maybe even three times, like a pelican through the game where I'd... And, and it'd be shooting on one side and then roll nerve and then shooting yeah. on the other side. And, and that's nerve. exactly what it was. So it's not, like, a ca- yeah. it's not a case of do I shoot the unit or not or yeah. any kind of game advantage. And Damien just like didn't even bat an eyelid. He's just like, whatever. You know, I don't think even... Yeah. He, I'm sure he would have noticed, but he didn't care. Because really, it doesn't matter. Because it shouldn't matter. And that's not... That's rules lawyering. It's not any difference to the game. And I agree with you. It's, it's just not how it's done. Ir- irrespective yeah. of the fact that technically, by letter of the rule, he's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was his stance. He's like, nah, <laughs> sorry. 
So, well, no, he wasn't. This is a clash of kings, man. <laughs> at all. He's just like, no, those are the Especially since you're not playing for sheep stations. I mean, you did yeah, 21 for the yeah, top 20%. I know, I know, I know. I know. So, he uh, might have had a bet as well. He yeah. might have said he was going to get in the top wherever you guys were so, fighting over. So even though the terrain was shit, I still... I, <laughs> no. I solemnly believed I outdeployed him. I put one unit of the Heartbreak Cad on my far left flank and he devoted more than was required to go kill it, which was great for me. Yep. I completely secured the left flank. I chaffed up both of his bus units so they couldn't go anywhere. So I had all the charges lined up, including a flank charge on one of the night units. Nice. And I completely stopped his other guys from moving forward. This is the one mistake I did make in the game. I measured to his night unit 10 and 10.1, basically, and I got him to agree, okay, you, you can't, with the paladins, charge the decimators. The thing is, though, yep. I eyeballed his flappy birds, the, the, the angel, yep. um, and I'm like, it was so far away. I'm like, there's no way that's 20. And it turns out it was like 19.9, and it was in. Wow, yeah. And I was like... Especially me. from corners sometimes. Yeah, and that's what it was. It was yeah. a corner behind a unit, like in the middle of nowhere. And he's like, oh, do, do I reach? And I'm like, I, I hope not. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he I do. It. And I sat there and I'm like, yeah. oh, no. And honestly, does. that is on you because yeah, you exactly. got to, you got to just, but when you're moving it, the, the worst thing is, though, and agree. Like, like, happens I to the best of us, though, with yeah. flying units in particular. Like, the, the worst thing is, though, there was no reason to be at 10.1. I could have been at 12 and still shot the, yeah. shot the paladin. Mm. So it was, so from now on, I need to know, like, I need to just be as far back as possible. Like, there was no reason to move up. Mm. And I, I don't think I'll make that mistake again. I think that's something I've learned really, really well. So, did you feel your 21 points? sifting through your fingers like so no so not at all like the game was still mine at this point I had still completely wrecked one flank just through positioning sweet and 21 I, here I we go I feel really really yeah. good so but then my half breed cab went into some chaff dogs to then try and go into the angels double one so um, oh dear so my, my defense three after, nine eleven yep and then I've got I was wounding them on twos hitting them on threes rerolling ones it yep. didn't matter <laughs> they, they're still there double one so so then after that it meant the angels are going in yep <laughs> oh <dear. laughs> um, so, so that was that was bad, dangerous. The paladin, no, sorry, the knight, the paladin knights paladin that I knights. went into. Yep. I did like I don't know twenty or something. I needed double ones, double ones, <laughs> and this was the big one. This was the the one where I got all the flank charges oh, yeah. in the front. And the worst thing about this double ones is they've got that bullheaded thing, which meant that the iron resolve. You, no, bullheaded. Bullheaded. Yeah. Bullheaded is isn't a rule. Oh well, headstrong. Sorry. Headstrong. <laughs> headstrong. Yeah, whatever. Um, so. Even though I did like a gajillion wounds and stuff, it didn't matter. He rolled that thing and then they could charge. On a three up. Yeah. Yep. But well, if, you, if you straight up double one, they can charge anyway. They're not waiting. Yeah, that's oh, right. Okay. Yep. Yeah, all right. Well, mm. it wasn't devastating immediately, right? It just meant that he could reposition all the stuff he positioned poorly to then be in a very good position, right? And you then- should have said you rolled your head strong. You can't charge. What's that? Mean? <laughs> <laughs> is, is that because there was no, no reason not. to roll it because you weren't wavered, so you can't charge. No, yeah, right. <laughs> well, sure. No, I, I wasn't going to be like that. Probably, I didn't even know the not rules. Even correct. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's not a rule. Yeah. And then he put one of his other characters that moves nine. It doesn't fly, but it moves nine and it's nimble and it's really good at punching. It's a special character. It's nice. And he, he put nice. him into the Celestis. grotesques, did no damage. Um, but then the grotesques... Did like 11, his nerve, not much. All I needed was a four on the dice and I didn't get it either. No, I needed... Shocking. Yeah, so that that really hurt as well. Well, Nais is 15, 17. Yeah, but I did 11. 11 wounds to him. So we've all had we've all had oh. a bad dice game. I think it's safe yeah. to say that this um, this was definitely your bad yeah, dice game. Yeah, so that, that absolutely sucked. And 
The worst thing is, is though, I was still in a really good position. Like stuff was still going really well. He killed my decimators because he got both the angels in, but he, he kind of positioned them really, really poorly. So they couldn't do anything the next turn. They had to spend an entire turn just refacing. Mm. So I'm then sitting there going, okay, I need to leave that combat with the paladins because all I need to do with those paladins is hit with one of my artillery because they're sitting on a hill, they're height six, the mm-hmm. artillery can actually see them. Mm-hmm. Even though there are hills everywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's terrain fucking everywhere. So on the four dice, I just needed one to hit. So nah, of course, they, they all miss. They, they did nothing. Oh, no. um, so that unit that should have died is still healthy now. Like it's, it really it's, should be dead, game. but it's, it's fine. Like there's nothing to threaten it. And then I just couldn't do anything. And it ran off and it didn't do much damage, but it was another major threat that kept on like threatening to fight charge something. Yeah. And then my big stompy troll thing, the, the, what's the hero that costs like no points and has mighty? The dictator. Yeah, the dictator. So I put it into that guy. Again, I do like nine wounds. He just <laughs> failed to knock him over. Yeah. And then the next turn, I rolled double ones to, to get him to move. And then the turn after that, he had like 500 units surrounding it because I was there for two turns <laughs> and I failed to waver anything. And mm. so this is one of those games where I actually think I played better. He may not agree, but I do. I, I genuinely think I played better. But the, the four double ones was really rough. And in times that it mattered, not being able to shoot that first turn probably mattered a lot. So how were you feeling about getting 21? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think that game was actually, he got 21. I need to check. But yeah, so so that game, it was still really fun. And after that not letting me shoot thing, it was a good game, right? Like yeah. he, he, he's not a bad that. player. He's just, no, rules are rules. I'm sorry. It like, was I know, 20 I know, to 1. Yeah, 20 to 1. So like, you know, I fair enough. It's just something I would never do. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Fair enough. Okay. So yeah, bad luck. I mean, shit happens, right? I mean, I almost feel bad for you. <laughs> almost, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't right, feel Andrew. bad at all. Last game, bring us home. All right. Empire of Dust, uh, piloted by Ben Hamson. Um, now, Empire of Dust, I've played yeah. him a couple of times and they just seem... Empire feel of bad Broke. They have my number. Do they? So They've got mine too. I gave it to them, the sexy beasts. Yes, <laughs> you're a bit of a floozy, Ben. Really. I'm, I'm right there with you, especially with Undead. I feel like uh, I've beaten them more times than I've lost to Empire of Dust, definitely. But they always feel like a massive uphill battle, and mm. they're like just painful to play against. Same, yeah. same half a dozen units in every single list. I've I've never beaten them, so oh wow, this game was going really well. I'd positioned nicely. Mm-hmm. Ben made maybe a little mistake and or maybe couldn't really do much about it but but my Revenant King on un- Great Undead Flying Worm really needs an abbreviation there yeah. uh, Jeff but it Jeff <laughs> Jeff had gone into the flank of the yep. shooting guys that he had Slaved Guardian Enslaved. Archers yeah Guardian that's him Archers, yeah. so gone in there and almost killed him but, but not quite and there was a lot of fighting happening I'd, I'd taken some damage which I don't know how Morgoth couldn't heal it but he does only have drain life nine and he was on the complete other side of the board Um, (laughs) so anything's possible with that that guy though he's so good Uh, either way so I take a little bit of damage but I was wrecking I was you know I was bringing it home this was going well awesome then turn four happened and all of those units that had just a little bit of damage all seemed to take just a little bit more and a lot of them unfortunately on the roll of two die disappeared and it became all of a sudden i was very worried and getting more worried as the game progressed there was a horde with the uh, crystal pendant 
of retribution. Oh, so, wow. Rudy Horde, you know, yeah. plus one. Props. Yeah, plus one baller point right there for taking that. Try as I might, I was trying to kill it and didn't die. You couldn't even do that. <laughs> I couldn't. Like, I thought you were going to say it got you, but no, it no. didn't. <laughs> Just I, would, I would love for it to have died and got me because then I would have won. <laughs> yeah, but right. No. Shit. So at the end of at the end of turn six, I don't think we we properly counted it, but I, I'm fairly confident it would have I would have had two, and he would have just had one uh, victory point. But instead, it went to turn seven, and the that monolith thing that mm. can float around yep. and has not zero unit strength floated on into my my central zone. So got him two Score points. Two. Yep. That horde with the crystal pendant, which I just could not kill kept getting get, getting healed still ended on a heap of wounds but yeah just couldn't get it it controlled his his center and then i just had the other the two corners on his the side so two. it was three to two mm. um and i really snatched defeat from the jaws of victory here uh, it, it, <laughs> i i think it probably came down to the the four plus roll for turn seven again but it was a great game again I just I would really love to finally get that first win against those bastard Empire of Dust. Yeah. This fate the pseudo undead, the you know, not yeah. real undead, the pretend undead. Yeah. <laughs> <Spotlight> <laughs> dead. Sure. All right. And that was another CanCon. So that concludes it. What an yes. event. What an awesome time. So, importantly, ladder. Benson from the future here, just cutting to say who actually won CanCon or Clash of Kings twenty twenty, because we didn't go through that in our cast. So in first place, we had Andrew Goodman, who was playing Abyssal Dwarfs. Second place, we had Jeff Trash playing the Forces of the Abyss. And third, we had Clint Richards playing his dastardly Night Stalkers. Did Viv achieve top 20%? Did Viv achieve the top 20%? Drum roll, please. So starting off from the top, like out of us four, you placed very well with a seventh out of 65. I did finish seventh, yes. Very Not well bad. done. Not too shabby. Scrolling down a bit, we have Andrew next. Yeah, like 29th was it? 29th. Yeah, so... 29th, not bad. Uh, I, it's, that's you didn't quite half. get your 40... Did yeah, you get 40%? No, I wasn't in the 40% which I Shades ambitiously... Just by a few steps, yeah. Yeah, ambitiously aimed for... There's a bunch around 65 and 66 though. It wouldn't have taken much. It mm, would yeah. not have taken much. And, and considering that... Just one or two little games, choices or whatever. And then. Looking back, the biggest differential I had was a 17-4. So all of my games were super yeah. close, super tight, super enjoyable. Yeah. It's the undead way, man. They're grindy. They're that, not, you know. But still, it was a market improvement on my previous CanCon where I was something like 44 of 50. <laughs> so, I'm, look, I'm, I'm Huge improvement. Happy. Yeah, yeah, that's very, awesome. Very happy. So hop, skip and a jump away. Hop I'm off. there at 35th. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, take a bit of a stumble down crap lane to 45th. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should just, if you guys were in this room, you everybody here has a shit-eating grin except for me. This is like the no, first you, time. The irony is that you have a shit-eating grin. <laughs> yeah, too. Oh, I know. I like, sorry. All right, yeah. Couldn't have happened well, to a nicer bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. Look, I, I set my sides high. Look, 
I, yes, I did not achieve my goals. I was well <laughs> off. I wasn't even in the top 50%. However, moral victory, I had five outstanding games and then one proper Sherlocking. <laughs> and I feel like for a tournament, that's pretty good. Absolutely, yeah, you, you man. And, and my favorite game, the best game in recent history for me, the most fun I've had in a war game was that third game against, against Clint, Clint that I lost. Mm. Yeah, you got to work I, on your submarine strat. So, oh, I know. I need to lose earlier to Sovereign strat, not the original strat. Sometimes yeah, yeah. it sometimes it matters that you like it sometimes it doesn't matter that you lost in Kings of War if you have one of those really tight games or it's a draw or whatever. Like similarly that 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 draw, that losing draw that I had against Mike, amazing game. And if I'd won, I don't think it would have been an any more amazing game, if you know what I mean. Like it was just a great memorable yeah, game yeah. regardless. Uh, yeah, so you got. Did you catch the bug at all? Forty fifth out of sixty five is very respectable. It's your first event. You played two games for God's sake. <laughs> Not everyone <laughs> thinks that you're bloody as fabulous as you do. Oh, look, I think I, I, I've learned a lot. I, I'm definitely better by game six than I was in game one. No doubt. <laughs> Didn't look like it by the yeah, end. Yeah, the results drop. did not show that. Oh, no, okay. You yeah, started off a- great. Absolutely. But, like, this is and what I mean. Worse. Like, the... I know you guys really don't want to hear this, but two of my games, like one one game diced me off and then the other game I diced myself off. So I think that I have two games there where I think... Could have gone the other way. Yeah, it, it, on averages, if statistics was possible. I don't know what you're no, about to say. Work. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I should have. But yeah. I didn't. Quite often goes that way and sometimes it feels that way and it's a bit of a fallacy and sometimes it just straight up is that way, you know, you don't know. But in any case, thanks for coming down. You keen to come to another event sometime? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm kind of mixing up now between gathering a... Oh yeah, so Abyssal Dwarfs, really fun. I really love my list. I know it's mm-hmm. not super optimal. I know it's not what's considered like, you know, the power list, but it was just fun to play with lots of different units. Mm. Mm. That was it, was... it was just really good. And they've all got their strengths and weaknesses and that was... That's the... It was good. Good. And... Yeah, still, it just made me a little unhappy that a lot of the lists are just two units repeated. Mm. But I, I'm I'm really really digging the Basile. Basile, thank you. Basile. And um, but unfortunately, I also think I'd really enjoy the the Dusty Boys. Empire. No, Dust. No, don't play Empire. <laughs> just play any army. I'd rather you play Abyssal Doors for days. Any army, but Empire of Dust, please. But I, I looked at those three units with ones next to them, and they're really good. Yeah, <laughs> one's next them. That's not because they're zero to one. It's because you take exactly one of them. Always, always. Yeah, yeah. okay. But okay. yeah, no, um, so banned from Empire of Dust. Glad yeah. we can come to that agreement. But, but <laughs> yeah. I, I revised my original opinion when I played back when Second Ed first kind of was coming when into we were our scene. Into it, yeah, and I was fresh out of Fantasy Warhammer, and I really didn't enjoy it. Mm. My original opinion was just every unit was the same, mm-hmm. right? There's just no diversity. I remember you saying that? However, on actually playing a good solid amount of well a few games over a short period i'll revise that and say that yeah i'm probably wrong mm. a bit hasty there's there's so much diversity the games are even though the rules are very basic and i, I still don't really know them but they're, they're, they're quite simple but they're very they're super simple i don't know them but they're um, <laughs> and and really really enjoyable you don't need all the fluff to make it a really fun tactical game. Mm. While I do mm. kind of miss the fluff, the fluffy rules, it, it was still really, really fun. So absolutely, I'll I'll keep on playing for sure. Mm. Yeah, glad to hear it. Good. Glad you liked it. And I agree with everything you've just said. I mean, the, and I miss the fluffy rules sometimes too, but I also I don't miss the enormous imbalance either. So I like that I can play a close game against almost any opponent in the army in, in almost every circumstance. Yeah. You know, like there are some situations where it's not the case but 99% of the time we're locked and loaded and ready for a fun game Mm. agreed 
yeah, so fluff be damned. And actually, the fluff's not bad. The actual fluff's not bad these days. It's you can read all about it in that book. You didn't even pick up. Does it come in an audio book? No, I can I'm serenade it to you. Yeah, someone so read it to me. I'm thinking I might uh, just record sections of it in the podcast and that can be the, the audio Excellent. book. We've all learned the rules. Yeah, 45 parts. <laughs> episode by episode. Yeah. I can actually read. <laughs> <laughs> Rumours has, just, rumor yeah. has it. Yeah. R- rumor, yeah. <laughs> all right. Do you want to leave it there? I think that's enough. Yeah, let's We've been let on here be. for ages. We are all absolutely buggered. Yeah. But uh, we love and respect you all and we'll talk to you about other events and other fun things again soon. Thanks for listening to our first episode of 2020. Hopefully we have a lot more than mm. last year. Thanks, Viv and Andrew, for joining us. Thank you for having me. No and worries. we'll speak to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Yeah, direct misfire blowing up the game. Talking many war games is our aim. Rule books to advice, we cover it all. With the best tactics, we never fall. Bend some spoon and sell liquor in the mix. Math hammer doesn't work, it's a trick. Follow along, stay up to date. Comment, like, subscribe today. Come check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Direct Misfire. If you want to shoot us an email, directmisfire at gmail.com. The shaklaki of a can <laughs> opening. Can sound by that. <laughs>